Leading Britain's conversation. You're listening to a podcast of The Steve Allen Show from LBC. Morning, a really nice to be company. I've got a present for Darren, actually, because knowing how much he sort of likes uh, his sort of... Look, oh, he's still there. I want to show It's a little present for you I got. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll show Yeah, yeah. Uh, what are we going to do on the programme this morning? Well... David Cassidy, it was it was expected, wasn't it? But still a shock for those of us who sort of grew up with the music of David Cassidy. Um, oh, I'm hiding it. I don't want you to say it, Josh. You'll have to wait. You'll have to wait. Uh, Zimbabwe's joy. Uh, Christmas, apparently, has come early for the Hilton family. Their pokey little house has got a tree up. Very exciting. Uh, it's close, but it's no cigar. A giant asteroid has entered our solar system. This one is really, really unusual because it's it's fairly lengthy, and they've never seen one like it. They're normally a little bit sort of uh, fatter. Uh, also in love and in London, Megan. She's not with Harry, though. I mean, I, I mean, are they together? Are they not together? Can we get a picture of them together? Probably not. Is she moved in? Of course she is. Do you think she's in the same bedroom? Of course she is. How naive do you think we are? And Rodney Buse dies as well. So I got you a little... I saw this the other day and I thought, it's just yes. a little present for you. I'm intrigued. It's, it's, it's very small. Is it Christmassy? It is Christmassy, yes. It's a little, <gasps> it's a little church. It is. But... It lights up. It lights up. But not only does it light up, it changes colour. It does change colour. You're right, it's gone from red to green. That's yeah. And it'll do another colour as well. Will it? it oh, blue. it's gone purple. It's, it's gone blue. Blue. It's purple. purple, yeah. Purple, blue. It's pretty, isn't it? Thank you very much, Steve. Where'd you get this? China. And, um... <laughs> yes, you did, by <laughs> I saw it at the garden centre. <laughs> I think it probably is made in China. It is. Well, I mean, I, you know... it's also because I... it's not large. It's not. It's uh, it's not as big as the uh, as the, uh, the the sort of glittery Santa lamp thing that I got yeah. from you last year, which yes. has got pride of place in the decoration that you're up, by you the way. It's just put it on yeah. and it's, it's just pretty. It's a combination of a lava lamp and a, a snow But globe. this to me looks like the sort of thing that you would buy in Iceland. That yes. would be a sort of traditional thing yes. they'd have over there, which yes. would be something handmade. Well, uh, it's funny you should mention that because I'm going there tomorrow. Yeah. So I'll have to get tomorrow. you something. Yeah, tomorrow. All right. It's midweek, isn't it? Well, it's tomorrow? now Wednesday, so I'm going on Thursday. Oh, right, I see. Right, so you're so not here Friday. Correct, yeah. yeah. Oh, right. So uh, Matt Stadlin will be with you. Uh, oh, that'll be nice. On Friday morning. That'll be nice. You won't get a Christmas present from him. No, no. no. <laughs> I know who will be there. Uh, <laughs> no, I thought that was quite... But that's the sort of thing you would see in, in sort of Icelandic markets. Something that would... I thought it made noise then. I thought no, that was that was my watch. <laughs> Sorry, what was it telling you? I've got a message uh, oh, right. telling me I've got a free. This is my diary. I've got a free day today. Sixty percent humidity and moderate wind to watch what out for. Of, what sort of phone have you got that does that? It's my watch. It's my Apple Watch. Oh, right. oh it's an Apple. Yeah, it's connected to my to my Can't calendar. That. Why it's telling me at five past four that it's going to be windy in London today? I have no idea. No. It's plainly you're jealous better off of over there. That's very pretty, yes. and it doesn't take up too much room. No, it does Festive, and you can replace the battery as well. Absolutely. Well, it ticks all the boxes. Thank you very much. That's going to go Good. up as soon as I get back. And uh, is there any particular festive trinket that you want from from no, Iceland? No, no, no. I, I really don't need anything. I've seriously got <laughs> quite enough stuff. Thank you very much indeed. One of our texts is, is upset. Oh, really? Somebody says uh, a church for an atheist. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Yeah. Christmas for an chocolate atheist. for a diabetic. <laughs> miserable. I bet you're having a miserable Christmas, aren't you, this year? Bar humbug. Bar hum, a church yeah. for an atheist. I've he, been, uh, it's not big enough for him to go into. He's not worshipping in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's only about six inches. Is that yeah. six inches? It, I'd, well, I'd, I'd, mm. it's only small, isn't it? it I wouldn't say it was six. Oh, would like, you not? More like four. There you go. Another depressing day for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's Christmas time. That's what you have, isn't it? You have. If, if they had it painted, that would be painted with snow on the roof. That's four, isn't it? Did you say? Four inches. Yeah. 
that four inches? Yeah. Four, four Amazing how many of us round here know what four inches looks like, isn't it, really? <laughs> I, of course, am saying nothing. You thought it was six? I thought it was six. <laughs> <laughs> People have always lied to me over my life. <laughs> but I, th- I thought I saw that and I thought that's definitely for you. It is, it is, it is. It's going to take... doesn't pride... take up too much room in your little flat in London. Absolutely. It'll take pride of place on my, uh, on my font. Yes. <laughs> Obviously, got a font? Yeah, with my other religious iconography. Oh, Lord. The, uh, I've, I've probably still got a cassock and surplus at home somewhere <laughs> as well. <laughs> There you go. Enjoy it. And on that note, thank you. On that happy note, thank you very much indeed. And uh, so you're back tomorrow. Yes. Tomorrow. Okay. Yes. Yes. Back tomorrow morning. Excellent. It's the morning after he's not uh, not here. So you can't call female pupils girls. It reinforces stereotypes. The girls are going, are you stupid? Of course you can call us girls. That's what we are. We're girls. But there's always going to be somebody who says, oh, you can't. It reinforces stereotypes. What? You mean that girls actually exist? I don't quite understand who these people are who say things like this. I think there are obviously people that worry about, you know, what 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 sort of you know, you do when you hang the washing outside and all that kind of stuff. Very worrying. Uh, the Oxford student, who's in all the papers today, it's a very interesting story. 17 years ago, he claims that he wasn't taught properly at Oxford, so that basically made him miss out. He got a 2-1, I think, and he was looking for something a bit more so he could earn more money. So 17 years later, he's decided to come back and he's asked for, for compensation, and they've said it's a bit out of date, actually, now, but I'm sure we'll have to go through and do due process. I'm sure he'll actually... He, he doesn't seem to have lasted in any of the jobs that he's gone for. He says... Because he didn't get the right qualifications. But, you know, there you go. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence is in the papers today. Kezia Dugdale. I'm getting a fee for being away. Yes, you were told not to go, weren't you? So when they kick you out as the local MP... Because if I, if I had an MP who decided to go and sort of start pretending to be some sort of third-rate cheap celebrity, I'd be kicking them out immediately. So let's hope it's going to happen as well. Uh, the England rugby girl chases off a burglar. He didn't know what had hit him. And model Demi Rose goes out in the winter rather unsuitably dressed. She looks a bit like a tart, actually. Seriously, it's another one of those cheap, trashy sort of outfits. It's, it's mainly the things that the girls from Love Island and all that kind of Geordie Shaw would wear. Or made in Chelsea or anybody else, actually, at the same time. Whiskey makes you frisky. Brandy makes you randy. But red gets you hot in bed. Fancy a stiff one? Yep. All of these things. I didn't know that whiskey made you frisky, because I can't get frisky on whiskey. In fact, to be honest with you, just even the thought of whiskey is, uh, is just really... And, and red wine. I just don't do red wine. I can't, can't get excited about red wine. Uh, there is a third person in Paul Hollywood's marriage. His ego... That's what everybody said. Anybody who's ever met him goes, he's the most big-headed person you'll ever meet. But don't worry, he'll, he'll just be in love with himself, which is lovely. Uh, what's even more bonkers is that school, Steve, is a girls' school. Yes, yes. Uh, Billy says, I want you and Darren to do more of this co-presenting stuff. You've made my morning. Yes, but we, 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 don't, we don't do things like this. This isn't a double-headed programme, as you can well imagine. Although, you know, if I'd had the opportunity of sort of doing double-headed... Um, I would I would probably do it. But I've done it in the past. It's quite nice. It is quite nice. It, it just gives a, a little bit of a respite to the normal person who does the programme. And so you're doing something a bit different. I suppose it's like sort of people who play music for a living, all of a sudden playing classical music or, you know, going on to speech presentation. Anything like that. It, it's just something away from the norm. Um, what have I got to do? Oh, so many things that are coming up. I really, I've lost track at the moment. I have a feeling that this, this Christmas I'm either going to completely go round the bend... Uh, because I'm going to forget to do something, because I've got people saying, all right, can you do this on that day? Yeah, I can do that, I can do that. And then I've started, th- yesterday, the doctor said, all oh, right, um, I'll book an appointment in for that. I said, I can't do the 19th. Right, he said, I'm just going to offer you the 19th. I said, I can't, I'm at the theatre, I can't, can't cancel these things. And I've got loads of other things. And then some friends of mine have said, why don't I go up to Leeds? It's just not physically possible, I just don't have the energy. 
I've seriously, I mean, I would have gone up there to see Danny and, uh, and, uh, and, um, and Jordan. Okay, for some reason, I thought of Jordan and I got a picture of a huge pair of breasts in front of my eyes. I don't, I haven't really, I don't know. I was just, I was trying to do word association, Danny and huge pair of breasts. And that would have been Jordan, which of course isn't like that at all. And uh, Danny said, you know, we haven't seen your little face. They're coming down for my Magic Circle show, but them, uh, they want to sort of, you know, throw a Christmas thing for us up there. So Mr. M and somebody else, we'd all go up there. I just haven't got the time. I'm just going on a train. Is it four hour round trip? He said, I can't do that. They said, you could be back in London by, by Saturday afternoon. I could be dead by Saturday afternoon. I just, so I've, I've, I'm going to have to say no to it. Well, they'll be listening at the moment. Um, I'll have to say no because I've just got literally every day I've got something coming up and I've got the hospital and I've got the, uh, the Burns unit and I've got the eye people and I've got to squeeze in blood testing and feet inspection at the, at the it's, seriously it's and when we're sort of creeping up I did manage to do the VAT yesterday thank the lord for that one I sat down and did it and um and I actually I was amazed at how quickly I did it all you've got to do is find six invoices and then write down all the amounts without the VAT which you then put in one box then you work out how much VAT you've got to pay them which goes in another box and you just put zero and then it fills it in by itself so that's what I did so all we've got to do is pay it on the 12th of December, which is OK. You know, I can I can manage things like that. But, uh, God, I was knackered at the end of yesterday. <laughs> so tired. Uh, guess what? Most children, most children do prefer toys aimed at their gender. Now, I mean, I when I was younger, and I have to think, actually, um, I don't remember having specific toys for boys. I assume they, they could have worked for girls as well. I had... What did I have? We didn't have... I had soldiers, you know, which every kid had little... So you used to, used to buy a box of soldiers where you had to twist them off the thing and you could paint them if you wanted to. We didn't do that. I had American soldiers. Then I had uh, some Chipperfield Circus toys, which I wish I'd kept, actually, because they're worth a fortune now. If only I'd saved the blooming things. And, and then I had some toy cars to play with. And that was about it. We, didn't, we had games. We had more games. We didn't have more sort of toys. Well, not that I remember. So nowadays they're saying... You know, kids do like, you know, toys for boys, toys for girls. Girls have dollies, do you know, prams and stuff like that. But it's not unusual to see boys pushing a little pram around, is it? You can see that, you know, little nursery schools and stuff. They don't know what it is. They've got no idea. Somebody says, re-double-headed show. Uh, you and Auntie Enid, if you can't make it, then uh, you or the, uh, your, uh, your mate, your mate, the newsreader. Uh, Paul Smith, or, or you and the Aussie producer, well, you wouldn't understand what he was saying. You'd have him on there, he'd, he'd, he'd just... Uh, kangaroo, uh, Ned Kelly, uh, Sydney. You know, that'd be it. You, you wouldn't gain anything else from it. He's not exactly blessed with an overabundance of personality. That's why he does what he does, and I do what I do. Because apparently I've got a personality. Jack Maynard kicked out the jungle, uh, mainly because of comments that he made um, some time ago. Uh, regarding uh, homophobic comments. He's also made racist comments and everything else. You thought they would have known about these before, but the researchers on that programme are so blooming useless. You know, they can't find it. So they, they, they put somebody in there who um, who just wasn't really fit for purpose. And, uh, and then nude pictures of him surfaced. So that also didn't really help the situation. And so he's gone. Um, 
I don't really know what, what happens after that. I don't know whether... It, I wonder if you get your fee if you stay out there or, or does he just disappear? Apparently his publicist... His publicist! There must be so many people taking a bit of him and judging by the picture we saw with his shirt off, there's a lot of him to take. Uh, they must be milking him dry because they said he needs to answer these, these questions. If he's in the jungle, he can't answer the questions which people have levied at him. OK... Uh, the first ever bending phone. Uh, bending. Do we want a bending phone? I'm not sure. Actually, I've lost my phone. What have I done with my phone? I keep putting things down. Oh, I found it. I keep putting things down, and then I can't remember what I've done with them. Yesterday, we had two trees put up at home. Uh, sorry, I'm just biting a nail. Uh, we've got uh, t- two trees up at home already, and we've got one more to go on Sunday. And I'm thinking, the two trees uh, are only five footers. The other one's going to be a seven foot. And I thought, just to be different, they're coloured lights outside, you know, the red, the blue. You don't get many... You know when they do the coloured lights and they flash, it's always blue, green. You don't get red. You don't get red lights. And so I'm going to have to try and find out if they do red lights. Because I want red lights, but bright red. In fact, what I would really like is... And there's a company called Lumina. Luminate? or something. Well, anyway, I might have to go to a garden centre to try and find them. Because they do two or three thousand lights on one string. Uh, but I want red. I've decided I want the tree indoors to be red. It's got to be red. And now I've got it in my mind. I'm going to have to drive around today and try and hunt the blooming thing. It's going to be a lot easier, isn't it? You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. 19 minutes past four. I know. I sometimes have mornings like that. You know, when you wake up and you go, 19 minutes past four. And then, you, then it sinks in and you go, 19 minutes past four. Good grief. Who's up? Just the birds, the starlings, the milkmen, the lorry drivers, people getting their trains ready, the buses. You could do a great programme, couldn't you? I mean, you could probably do it around, around this, this festival of ours, but you could do it in London, where you could do London by night. And somebody could go around with a film crew doing and, and filming all the things that people do at night. So you could go down on the underground, have a little clip of people there, people getting the buses ready, washing them, taking them through the things, people in, in the bakeries, people in the hotels, getting all the breakfast ready, people on radio stations. You could come in here, you could have a field day in here, different radio stations, you know, in this building, there's, you know, one, two, three on this floor, then underneath us, there's another three. Is it ten in total? I've, I've lost track of it, actually. There's one upstairs there's one upstairs there's three on this floor and then there's three downstairs no one two three four on the floor oh and there's another one in there sorry I forgot about that one <laughs> yes oh right now it's us so yeah but that's right it's that's why I thought it was the same thing but that's right so there's four downstairs then there's four on this floor so that's eight and then one upstairs so that's nine nine different radio stations and not a scrap of ego in this entire building. Seriously, if this was a baking programme, there'd be lots and lots of ego going on, but not, not, for, not for radio presenters. To be honest with you, we're all here at this time of the morning. I've got the biggest audience. We leave it at that. There's no point in, you know, even attempting to try and take away the crown. It's staying with me. It's glued onto my head. It's not going anywhere. But I'm more than happy to entertain the idea that at some point in the distant future... Somebody might want to take away the crown from Steve Allen and the, and the spike might, might disappear. But at the moment, it shows no sign of disappearing at all, which is brilliant. Apparently, B&Q have lots of beautiful red of all kinds. And still loving the show, says Teresa. Jess says, I'm looking forward to the Christmas light displays. People from the houses, me too. Charlotte says, she's got red, blue, orange and green lights on the tree. Really? Bit of an unusual one. What, what make of lights have you got then? I've got 
uh, all those different colours on. Because I've heard of some of them, but I've never heard of green lights on a on a Christmas tree. I haven't seen any of those. But I want red and white. You know, that would be a very... Now, there must be something about the colour red that means that they can't put red and white on the same colour chain. I don't want all white. I want some... Re- unless I have to go out and buy all red and all white and then have them on the trees. So because that would be quite nice, wouldn't it? I've also got some of those projectors, which you see advertised on the television, you know, do a light display on the front of your house. And I thought that would be quite nice. When I thought the amount of people over here would be going around nicking them. You know, you'd see something in somebody's front garden, you're going, I have that. You know, you know what people are like, people thieve anything nowadays. So, uh, but I've got a couple of those which I might put, I don't know where I'm going to put those, actually. I quite like them. We were thinking about using them at the Magic Circle for, uh, for Christmas, but uh, it didn't, didn't quite look right. didn't quite look right. So we'll, we'll, we'll come up with something again. But I have got two trees up. I think, I think Paul Cooper's putting up loads of trees at the moment. And uh, I know that his mum is listening, Pat and Brian. Good news on Brian. Woo! Very good news. Very happy there. Very happy. And, uh, and Pat, a lot of people get very worried that I'm not turning on the Twickenham lights. But having done it for like nine, five years, I think I needed a rest. So they did ask. I actually turned down. I turned down. Uh, Jeff says, 300 LED lights red on Amazon, 1999. Really? Might have to have a look at those ones. So red LEDs, 1999. See, I'm looking for not just 300. It's all right, we're immediately checking things. We have to check things. It's, it's amazing. Red, what are we calling them? Red LED Christmas lights. Here we go. Uh, that's 200 for 16. Uh, how much are those? How many are there? Up to 300. 1799 they start at boutique 300 extra bright fairy lights for christmas ruby red are they battery or something or are they are they mains i don't know what they are actually it doesn't actually say oh, don't, don't, don't. wait a minute i don't know if they if they're mains lights they look to me like they could be uh, something else plastic oh no 240 volts ruby red clear cable i lo- i've def- I definitely got to get red lights i might have to get those actually I might have to sort of go when I get home and sort of start ordering things. Because we're getting ever closer, aren't we, for Christmas? And most of you, probably like we do here as well, we have our Christmas stuff delivered here, or Christmas presents, or uh, January presents per se. And the reason we do that is because at least you know they're here, and if you're here in the daytime, you know, it could be good, couldn't it? Uh, Steve, there are lovely displays of red lights in areas of Amsterdam and Soho. (laughs) Well, not in Soho so much now. Not as much in Soho. We used to have red light district here. It was always a bit sad, really. But I don't know why red lights signifies hookers. I, re- I mean, I, d- I really don't. Am I really... Oh, no, I'd rather not know, actually. It's probably going to be something dreadful. But it, it just... I, d- I think it... I remember going once. I had a, I had a listener uh, some years ago, and he was a friend of somebody very famous. He used to be very famous himself. That's all I'll tell you. I don't want to identify him, uh, because I don't know if he's still alive or not. Anyway, um, I got introduced to him by a famous friend of mine... And I didn't know what he did. He used to be big in the business. And what does he, what does he do now? What did he do up until a few years ago? He ran a brothel. And, and we went there. And, and so we went to this place. And it was in a muse in London. And I, mean, I thought I must be incredibly naive. We sort of go in there. And it was all very dim light. It was all red lighting. Apparently, and now I've worked it out. Red lighting makes you look really good. You know, because it sort of makes you look younger and prettier and all that. That's why, you know, you, you pick up people in discotheques. Well, obviously not anymore because you can't touch them. And then you take them outside. You suddenly realise you've made the biggest mistake of your life. And so, consequently, we go in this place and I thought, 
yeah, there was some music playing. It was all very nice, you know, very sort of gentle. And there were lots of girls there. And the moment we sort of walked up the stairs, um, they all came towards us. And then the person we were with says, oh, no, we're just waiting for so-and-so. So they went and sat back down again. It turns out they were looking for, you know, for you, you could have a bit of company sitting at a table and pay for the privilege. I was sort of fascinated by it. I, it sort of took me into a different world that I'd, I'd heard about, but I'd never actually seen before. And, uh, and then, of course, we ended up with lap dancing clubs in London and pole dancing and everything else. The author, Paul Wellman, suggested that uh, that and other terms, you know, red light district, are associated with the American Old West, apparently originating in Dodge City. Dodge City! Because during the 19th century, it had the red light house saloon. It's not been proven, but they thought then that uh, workers took red lanterns with them when they visited brothels so the crew could find them in the event of um, of an emergency. But the, there's been no evidence to suggest that. So we're not too sure, but it does seem, you know, this is the red light district. So I don't want people to get the wrong idea that if I put red lights on my Christmas tree, that all of a sudden it's like open house, you know, won't be. You know, I'll not be sort of opening the door wearing a flimsy negligee or something like that going, yes... <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, have you seen the laser light projectors? Yes, I've got those. I've got, uh, in fact, I've got four of those, actually. Uh, Charlotte says the blue, red, orange and green lights are from home base. £30 for a thousand. I'll have to check that. That seems a bit too cheap, actually. Seems a bit too cheap. A thousand would be good if they are blue, red, orange and green. But the producer's very on this, this case. So, of course, he immediately goes on to find out whether or not home base have actually got these things. Because sometimes it's because it's just such an unusual colour combination. So we have to, have to so save me the petrol. You know what it's like when you turn the car on. Meridian used to run an overnight show called The Night Shift. About 15 minutes long featured night shift workers, says Mark. Oh, right. You've mentioned everyone except couriers that are up and loading everybody's Christmases that you order online. Yeah, whatever. Here we go. Thousand colour multi-string light. So does it 30 quid? So what, what colours have they got? What does it say? So it's, oh, Timmy, it doesn't say, does it? It's just got um, coloured LED bulbs. That's all it says. Or with their extra length, always a popular popular phrase on this programme. No, because you can, if you can get, because I need the extra length. So a thousand multi, when they say multicoloured LED, do you mean, does that mean that the bulb itself changes colour? So I can see red, yellow, green, and it looks like more yellow. I might have to go there, actually. I might have to go and have a look at that. Where was that? Home base. I'm going to be such a busy boy today when I get back home again. Because I think that could be... 30 quid is good. I mean, I've actually paid... Uh, I put up some lights the other day, 2,000 on one strip. Oh, it takes you ages to unravel the blooming things. But uh, I did manage it. But I quite like those. You see, it's got red on. It's got red on. And I think this year I'm going to be traditional. It's either that or I go for just white and red and buy one strand of white lights. Because I've always got to buy lights every year. I don't need them. I've got so many blooming lights. But one, one strand of red and one strand of white could be quite pretty, couldn't it? I'm thinking. I don't know. The things you've got to worry about, ladies and gentlemen. It's, it's like, I try not to. Because, you know, do you know, if you're a diabetic, surprise, surprise, that it makes you worse if you get stress. If you get stress, it makes your diabetes worse. And I was thinking about this today. Oh, yeah, bulb colour, 50 metre distance, the first light. Oh, distance between light, five centimetres. I think I might have to go and have a look at those ones, actually. <laughs> they sound quite nice. They sound quite nice. So I'm... Yeah. And then there's a... Yeah. Uh, four. And then... 
and then no other uh, no 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 uh that one da, da, da. yeah yeah and then the next one um giddy up giddy up giddy up no 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 uh, yes that 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 that, that one that's it <laughs> god honestly uh here we go oh they've got them in stock in in richmond they've got them. i didn't know there was one in richmond Brentford, Kingston, Walton, oh, 42. That's clever, isn't it? I like that idea. Where's Richmond? Where is... Where, I'm trying to think where the Richmond... Uh, oh, I know exactly where it is. I know exactly where it is. I know exactly where it is. Oh, I, shall, I can do that later on today. Yes, it's on the roundabout. By North Sheen Station. I know exactly where it is. Oh, I'm going there today. If they do red and uh, separately and white, I'm doing that. Who'd ever thought you could listen to a radio programme, lady? Because you're lying there in bed at the moment, most of you, unless you're stacking Christmas presents and everything else onto boxes and going, oh, I hope people are in. Because we're getting boxes at home delivered, like not for me, for other people. Uh, and here as well, Courtney will sit down there. I mean, very so- shortly, he'll be surrounded by so many boxes, he will not know what to do. But uh, it's all very exciting. Because you know that oh, this, uh, this Friday, uh, Paul Smith, the newsreader, a bit, bit of a treat for him being taken out uh, to, uh, to Winter Wonderland. It's going to be heaving on Friday, isn't it? I've just got this feeling it is going to be so packed. But that sometimes adds to the to the interest of it. But uh, there's a text there for Paul at the top. It says, if it wasn't for the thoughtful actions of Paul Smith, you'd have to open your own Christmas presents. He's just full of it, isn't he, says Fawn. Yes, he he really is, isn't he? You know, this was the one the other day. I mean, I found it difficult to believe that I was sitting here watching it, loading up the shotgun, as as he was ripping the paper off my present. But, you know, there you go. I mean, the thoughtful actions of one person. I suppose, really, he was sort of just, just sort of doing what he used to do when he worked for the post office up in Scotland. You know, if he saw a present he liked the look of, he just ripped the paper off it and had a good look. And, and if he didn't like it, he just wrapped it all back up again. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, a pretty nice to company. Welcome to Wednesday. Welcome to the 22nd of November. Welcome to the... Oh, my goodness, it's getting ever closer, isn't it? Steve, uh, you said you're going to home base in Richmond today. I expect half of London is going to go there to get a glimpse of you. Uh, probably best you don't go today, says David. I often wondered about that, actually. I have done things like that before, where I sort of... I mean, I think it's because people can't actually believe I exist. I think some people think I'm a bit of a mirage. Uh, <laughs> which, of course, I'm not. Uh, Charlotte says, my tree is six foot and the lights cover it beautifully. The bulbs are individual colours and do all different twinkle combinations. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go. I think we've actually got quite a few home bases uh, near me, so that's OK. Uh, today is tree decorating at the Queen's, says Jan. Comes around very quickly, doesn't it? Hope you find your red lights. I just, I just feel... I don't know. You know when you get an idea in your mind... And it doesn't matter whether it's, you know, something I'm going out to buy or, you know, or anything or something I'm doing. Once, once, I'm, once I'm on a mindset, I've got to go for it because I will not be satisfied. So, in fact, really, I need to drive to a garden centre to find these uh, luminous lights. Luminous? Not luminous, what we're talking about. But they're, they're, whatever they are, they come in, I think, 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 and 5,000 bulbs. It's, they're very d- difficult to get because uh, Neil and I had a bit of a competition a few years back. And uh, we both found them in the same garden centre. But I think it's a bit of a trick for me to go down there. It's not like I don't have a car. It's just that, you know, time we've added the petrol in. Uh, Tony says, I would imagine the boudoirs were dominated with red carpets and lights as a seductive colour. Ah, right. Somebody says, do you have a red hoover? No. No, I don't actually. Uh, I've got a red Henry. It doesn't quite sound the same, does it? Uh, and apparently, 
Uh, Gemma Collins uh, can sit on her reinforced chair and make fun of those in the jungle while she couldn't do it, says Dave. Yes, have you noticed the latest pronouncement from La Collins? Yeah, because I like the GC. If she can't find a boyfriend on this celebrity date, I don't know what she's doing on it anyway, um, it's it's a case of um, she, she's going to walk off the show. It's what she does all her life, isn't it, really? That's why she'll, she'll never find happiness. She'll be, you know, that poor old maid sitting in the corner going, because I'm like the GC and somebody's going to go... You're so not, dear. You're so not. Steve, if you're on the lookout for Christmas lights on Amazon, check they have the relevant safety certificates. I don't want a certificate on lights. I just want to make sure that they're on Amazon Prime. So that's all I worry. I I never buy anything unless it's on Amazon Prime. Uh, Apparently, Simon says, if you smoke a sploff, all your lights will turn red. Amazing. A sploff, as you know, is something that apparently uh, people um, have marijuana and they put that in the sploff and then they roll it up and then they go. <sighs> apparently, I've seen these people doing it on the table. In fact, I was watching Biggins do it the other day and they've got something called a boong. And, and the boong you sort of you do the same sort of thing with and <sighs> and then the dog melts in the corner and then the doors all fall in and then everything. And then you're sitting in and it's just I'm so glad I never got into drugs. So it's so easy, you know, not not to get into drugs now. Although young people, I was watching a dreadful program on where was it? it began with K. It was one of those programs where it was the the tacky British young going abroad, you know, and oh, Kavos, Kavos in Greece, I think. And and the program is Chavos. Yeah, it was very much Chavos. A bigger bunch of scrubbers you'd be hard pushed to find, and they're all going because, like, you know, am am you snog tonight? Oh, I can't remember. Load. And there's all these naff blokes with dreadful, silly northern haircuts. You know, where they all look like they're out of Peaky Blinders, and they're all over there, tattoos all up their arm, trying to pull these girls, uh, most of whom just give up. And it was it was all a little bit worrying actually. And I was sort of watching it, and then she was going, "I know one girl. She had four blokes in one night." And I'm thinking, "Why am I watching this on television?" Why on earth would you ever want to go to such a disgusting place? Uh, Costco at Sunbury have lots of Christmas lights. No, they've had the same lights every year. They've got nothing new at Costco. I'm an expert on Costco's Christmas lights and everything in Costco. Uh, Also, listening to your show, says uh, Debbie, I walk to work each morning in the dark with my earphones in and you make me laugh. Try not to wander along laughing. It's not a good look. You know, people stop you. You're right. <laughs> you can't do anything about it, can you, really? And uh, today I had the pleasure to learn, says Joe, that my colleague is married to the lovely Brian Burton. Don't know much about him. Oh, God, he's been around for ages, Brian. I saw him, I think, in uh, Follies, um, which was amazing. I think I've also seen him at the at the Savoy. He did stuff with, with Leslie Crowther. He's done Emmerdale, Heidi. He's done tons of stuff. Tons of stuff. And I think, actually, for years and years, he wrote the Theatre Royal Windsor's pantomime. Oh, yes. I mean, Brian Burden's very well known, actually. But uh, Andrew, his wife, has met you uh, before as a Lady Rattling. Yes, I know all about him. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, and Andrew as well. Oh, those Lady Rattlings. Oh, I tell you, if you could write a book about the Lady Rattlings. Whew, that'd be censored. But, yeah, Brian's very, very well known. Other stories which are in the papers for today... Uh, somebody says, red lights and no Roxanne to be seen. So I've been sent a... Oh, right. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? I like that, actually, Lou. I really... I like that, red lights. I like them to do something a bit more than just... I'm not sure I could just have red lights coming out the window. I'm not, sh- I'm not sure if that would be the, sort of the best thing. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it would be, actually. Maybe it would be. But uh, I'm definitely on a mission today. Definitely on a mission now to go to home base and get these lights. <laughs> 
I just want to see what they look like. If I, if it said that they have to look aesthetically pleasing as well. If they're not aesthetically pleasing, I won't be buying them. Uh, so, what else do we have? Uh, Kezia Dugdale. Yeah, we mentioned her. I mean, to be honest with you, she quite clearly couldn't give a stuff about her. Uh, the people she's paid to look after. So she's only got the one role in life to look after the constituents, and she's decided to basically stick two fingers up to you so she can go in the jungle and try and pretend she's got a personality. Makes me sick. Makes me sick, I have to tell you. Uh, a roll of bubble wrap, Amazon, came with a thousand feet of wrapping paper around it. Because sometimes I've had things before, and you open up the box, you go, where is this item in here? And you find it at the box. It's got so much paper in there. It's a terrible waste. Terrible waste. Uh, also, I see that the Archbishop is asked for his blessing for Harry and Meghan's wedding. What wedding? There is no wedding. There's no wedding. I love to wait. Listen, she was out shopping the other day by herself and a photographer so they could take pictures of her and feed them back to the, to the papers. So obviously somebody knew she was coming out. When I say coming out, coming out of, of Kensington Palace. And she goes out shopping with a stylist and everything else. And I'm thinking, so where's he? Don't tell me he's got something to do every day because I just won't believe it. He could have gone shopping with her. And when people say, because so far we have no official picture of them together, do we? Of them standing in front of the press going, hi, I'm Harry. This is the bird. Don't laugh. She was in suits. You know, we've had none of those sort of pictures. None of those sort of pictures. And it's, I find it a little bit disappointing, really. Why is it such a big secret? He's over 30, for God's sake. It's not like, you know, are we not supposed to know that they're sleeping together? Because they quite clearly are. I'm not sure whether or not she's going to be allowed to shack up with him. And the Queen going, sorry, they're living together. What's going on? Really? It's, it's just, uh, it's got to change. Got to change. I mean, either, you know, announce that you're getting engaged. Not that anybody gives us stuff anymore. Uh, or you're going to get married. Because we, we don't care. Chocolate and orange mince pies in Aldi. They're very nice. Ah, oh, chocolate orange mince pies. I've tried most mince pies. I shouldn't really. I've got to, I've got to watch my diabetes over the, over the festive season. And uh, Kevin says, I can pick the lights up from Neil and drop them in the studio for you. <laughs> Problem? Solution. Thank you, Kevin. No, it's all right. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I might have to... What was, I can't remember what the name of this blasted garden centre was. Is it Van... Is it Van Halen's? Or something like that. Well, they were about Van Halen's. <laughs> oh, dear. I can't remember. I'm, I'm sure it's something like that. The Whatever it was, the son of the owners of it, and I think he probably owns it as well now, he was on television doing something, and then he got dropped from television because he had a Van Hage, because he had a little bit of a misdemeanour. I believe there was a, a slight incident with uh, with some Colombian. I believe. That was what the story was, I'm sure, at the time of the son who did appear on the television uh, on gardening programmes. And then all of a sudden he didn't appear on television on gardening programmes. But the garden centre's great. It's got, you know, it had, had, I might, oh, could I drive? I don't know if I've got enough time to drive down today. I really don't think I have. Where is it? It's down in, I think it's near Essex or something like that. It can't be, it can't be that far away because Neil goes to it. So I'm beginning to wonder if I could probably find it by Hertfordshire. Oh, could I find it, do you think? Is it easy to find? Just just outside Stansted. I could probably find it, couldn't I? I might do. I'll have to say, I'll think about it. So other than that, I'll have to go and look at the other lights first. And then I'll, I'll just sort of... Oh, it's dreadful, isn't it, really? Anyway, uh, what else have we got? Um, da, 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 the... the uh, um, the real reason Jack Maynard was booted out of the jungle, you now know, is because of his uh, indiscreet comments uh, about uh, gay people and about black people as well. Quite clearly, the man is a complete and utter prat. An utter prat. You know, if he thinks he's being clever, he's not. 
Um, the giant asteroid which has entered our solar system. I mean, this one is quite impressive. Floating around out there. It's, uh, it's quite big, but they've never seen one like it in their life. Uh, Steve, it used to be the case that red and white flowers together signify death in hospital. If brought for a patient, we used to have to put a different colour flower in the vase to break them up. Whether or not it's the same for lights, who knows? Says Davis. He's, uh, David has said snow warnings for Aberdeenshire tomorrow. Lucky old you. Lucky old you. I'm very jealous. Uh, Manuel says red lights mean stop. And the one thing we don't want from Christmas is for it to stop. I know. I, I mean, I, I did question myself the other day as to whether or not it was too early to start putting the trees up. And I thought, no, it's not. It's pretty. It's over and done with so blooming quickly. You know, we're coming up to the end of November. You know, December will rocket through. Absolutely rocket through. See if it's 4.45. What's, is that somebody telling me the time now? Oh, honestly, it's bad. Bad when the listeners start telling you what the time is. I know what the time I can see. I've got the clock here. I've got one, two, three, four. I've got about six clocks here. I know what the time is. I just choose not to tell you what it is. Who cares? You're not going anywhere, are you? Well, you might be. I don't know. Um, so if, if I give you a rough time check, would that do for you? About sort of nearly 13 minutes to five. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. Ten to five. Ten to five. OK. Van Haag is Stansted Abbots near Ware in Hartford. Not Stansted. The airport says Les. Thank you. Uh, we also discovered, actually, there are two. There's another one which is near Chorley Wood. So I'm still not sure. I'm going to have a look at these other lights first and then I'll, then I'll decide. Uh, never mind the Queen. Meghan's family must be concerned she's hanging around with a posh British yob, says Mick. <laughs> I mean, I just don't... I mean, am I just being a little bit naive? He's over 30... She's been around the block a few times. She's been married. She's had loads of boyfriends and everything else. And so she's now managed to convince him that, you know, she's the best thing since sliced bread. Her father wins the lottery some years ago, so they give her a good education. But she comes with no money, nothing at all, unless she's made a fortune playing in suits. But I don't know anybody who's ever seen the thing. And so if they're going out together, doesn't he have pictures taken with his girlfriend? Or is he too worried that he's going to go off them and he's not get, because he's fickle and he's not going to want to be with her? Once the once the uh, the and they go oh the family have taken her under the she's only ever met the queen she hasn't met anybody else who else has she met nobody but uh, talking of money Theo Usherwood has spent my my twenty quid he, Theo Usherwood is totally convinced they're going to get married I said they're not he's he's going to end up finishing it she's she's just a girlfriend Harry is not the marrying kind I'd be very surprised. I might have to eat humble pie on that one. But, I mean, it's just that why would he want to? He can have his pick of anybody he wants. And at the moment, it's her. Before, it was Cressida Bonus, and he's had various other girlfriends, most of whom we've sort of known about. He's been pictured with them. With this one, there's no sort of... You know, so she's at, pictured out shopping yesterday, obviously with, an, with a, an official photographer. So they get pictures of her, like we're supposed to go, oh, it's Meghan Markle. I, who? Who? If it was, you know, European royalty, I could understand it, but it isn't. <sighs> Kevin says, I used red and yellow lights in our tree last year. Looked like it was covered in rhubarb and custard sweets. <laughs> oh dear. Steve, you can buy LED lights that allow you to select uh, the colour via the remote. Mm, yeah. Uh, I've got colour changing bulbs. I've had those for years and years. Uh, Oliver says, I've just heard that David Cassidy's died. Where have you been? He died hours ago, hours and hours and hours ago. He said, I was head over heels in love with him when I was at school in the 70s. I think everybody was head over heels in love with David Cassidy because he was pretty boy pretty. You know, if you look at all the uh, pictures of him, you look, I mean, he was just pretty. He photographed well. Uh, he wasn't the best singer in the world. 
But he did, how can I be sure, in a world of constant... Everybody loved him. Everybody loved him. It was, but he was, a, he was a wild boy. Best friend was Alice Cooper. He toured in Blood Brothers. Uh, and I can't remember if I went to see him. He and his, uh, his brother, they did Blood Brothers together. And, uh, and he died at the age of 67. It doesn't seem possible he was 67, does it, really? Because in television terms, he's always going to be David Cassidy. He's always going to be that pretty boy who's in the Partridge family singing, I Think I Love You. And that was it. Uh, disguising your Christmas presents in flannels may prove a useful deterrent to Paul Smith's activities. I'm sure he'd enjoy receiving a Christmas cake made of towels. Yes, I've said, thank you, I have seen that, actually. And apparently, Alan says, B&Q do 10% off on Wednesday for the over-60s. Right, you're out straight away. Over 60s, you cheeky devil, honestly. Uh, somebody else says I've... Uh, Brian Burton? I remember falling off my theatre seat laughing at the Morecambe Winter Gardens in the 60s. Met him in the Midland Hotel and he's a lovely bloke. Very funny, says Steph in Darkest Mulvern. Thank you for your company, as always. I know I, I came outside of the doctor's surgery yesterday and it had gone all overcast. And this was only like three o'clock in the afternoon. And I was, there was a lady came out... Um, Behind me, and I went, oh, isn't it dark and gloomy? And she said, yeah. I said, I don't think I like this weather, actually. It was very dark and gloomy. And I felt a little bit, sort of, a little bit, ugh. Make, makes you feel a bit bit awful, doesn't it, in this weather? Some people suffer from this ADH, affected, no, is it ADH? Affected Seasonal Disorder, ASD, or something like that. Whatever it is, people get affected by the downward. I don't know what to get affected by, but yesterday I came out and I looked at the weather and I'm like, oh, I need to see some Christmas lights to cheer me up a little bit. I'll just look at an interview which they're running on Sky of uh, David Cassidy. And uh, as I say, it just doesn't seem... Po- it's odd, isn't it? It's as odd as George Michael's not with us anymore. And then I watched um, Mr Corden's car karaoke programme. He did it with Elton John and uh, he did it with George Michael. It was all, it was really good fun, actually. Really, really good fun. That's Shirley Jones, actually, and this is the family. Danny was the other little boy, I seem to remember. The Partridge family ran on the television. And um, and then David Casty was still doing it, but at 67. But he had had a lot of problems with drink and with drugs and all sorts of things like that. He just sort of fell off the wagon. And then he went bankrupt, uh, because that's what happens with all these people. They sort of, their money disappears, he was on with Dr. Phil, and you can see, you know, he's an old man. But to my mind, he's still David Cassidy. He still looks the same, you know, in, in death as he was in, in life. It's only when you see him on the television that you suddenly think he was old. He had, he'd gone into that next bit of his life. Poor soul, honestly. Anyway, he's at peace now. Uh, Harry's acting like a teenager who's found an experienced girl who's been round the block a bit, says Mick. He'll soon get fed up when reality hits him. We all do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one here says uh, Steve Steve Allen so obsessed with hashtag Prince Harry love life but denying that he's not obsessed uh, right you're a bit odd aren't you really who's this from oh it's somebody who's got one of these odd names um, no she's not though that's the trouble is she we always reckoned that they'd actually end up going and living in Africa they'll go and have um, a low key wedding very low key wedding because she's been married before so she can't have the the big ceremonial thing. And uh, it's not an obsession. It's the papers. So she's in the papers. If it's in the papers, we, we cover it. Apart from that, we never mention her. Who's ever heard of her? Nobody's heard of her. You've only heard of her because the papers tell you she was in suits, but nobody's ever seen it. And she's not doing it anymore anyway. But no, we only mention if it's in the in the papers. But I, I think they'll end up living in Africa. He'll end up doing all his stuff out there. And because uh, they both do loads of charity work. 
you know, which is good. So that's great news. I'm sure they'll be very happy together. But as I say, if they get married, I'll be very surprised. I've got to wait till Brother William pops another one out or two. And uh, and then that'll that'll go down quite well. It says uh, William didn't tell the world about Kate for over five years. Oh, grow up, you fool! Of course he did. Stupid these people. Honestly. You get some real thickos. Sometimes you get some people who are so dumb you almost can't believe that they can wake up in the morning. You know how you've ever found a telephone? Oh, I've got no idea. No, we knew about Kate for ages and ages and ages. I can tell you as well how many times she finished with him. And how many times he had to go crawling back as well. But no, no, we knew about it all the time. Unfortunately for you, in your small world, you don't know about these sort of things. But, you know, we know about them. And that's why we sort of, that's why I'm, I'm telling everybody um, that she's expecting twins. It's good, isn't it? Uh, what else we got here? Somebody says, you're looking forward to the LBC Christmas do. I've never been, I haven't been to an LBC Christmas do for donkey's years. We don't have an LBC, oh, do we? Um, we've, uh, we do have an LBC, no, we don't. No, we have had in the past. But, um, no, there, there was a big party. I mean, God knows how many are going this year. Thousands, I should imagine, for the, for the company do. But I never go to that. The reason being, I have to work the next morning. And believe you me, you cannot do this programme when you've had a few sherbets. You cannot. It is not physically possible. Because it's not like doing a music programme where you can probably just record a few links and put your head down. You, this, this is a speech programme. You know, three hours, I talk non-stop for three hours. And, uh, I mean, Aussie boy's going. You know why? Because there's free food. And he will wander in here like he did last year. Oh, uh, yeah. Waltzing, Matilda. Oh, God. So you have to join in with the communal singing. Well, once... We couldn't get rid of him last year, could we? Once a jolly jumbucks that by a billabong. Woo! And the coolabar tree... And it's hanging around the way of the billy board. You come a waltzing Matilda with me. And we love to join in all the chords. You know, waltzing Matilda, waltzing. And he goes, Steve, I really love you. And I go, yep, HR. You know, we have to do these kind of things. But uh, it keeps him happy because we, we like to let him believe that he's got friends in this country. Whereas he hasn't. You know, but we like, we like to let him think that, which is good. Um, what else we got? Uh, the masked hunt saboteurs were just hooligans. Says the husband of the woman who gave them a thrashing. He said, I'd done the same thing. She had apparently ridden her horse at them because and they, one of them grabbed the reins of a horse and she said, don't touch my horse. You know, you don't want that kind of thing. There's a couple in the paper as well, mother and son. They get hijacked in their car by some of these little moped gangs uh, in Berry, in Berry of all places. And uh, they wanted the Rolex. Thank God I can't afford a Rolex. Uh, and they smashed the windows of her car. And she was sitting at red traffic lights. She could only drive off when the lights changed colour. I'd have driven at them, darling. I'd have run them over if necessary. All this sitting there like idiots. No, no, no. She doesn't want to be identified. She's worried they might come back. Let them come back. Get some cameras up. Much easier. Uh, Coming up very shortly, news at five o'clock this morning. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence, not happy with her naked pictures stolen. She said it was like being gang raped by the entire planet. It's an awful thing, isn't it? But also, as I've said before, if you don't want these things to see the light of day, don't have naked pictures taken of yourself. The Archbishop asked for his blessing for Harry and Meghan's wedding. Doesn't mean anything, they've just asked. And uh, David Cassidy passes away, as does Rodney Bewes, the likely lad. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Wednesday, 22nd of November. Steve Allen's early breakfast on LBC. This is the uh, the programme that everybody comes out for, mainly because you can have the entire world rounded up in three hours. Uh, because over here we've got the celebrity programme with no celebrities in. That's I'm a non-celebrity, get me out of here, where Rebecca Vardy, that well-known non-entity, 
delighted the audience yesterday where people couldn't stop laughing. She said, people probably know me for my charity work. No, we just know you as a silly little attention seeker who's desperately... uh, desperately sad and leaves her children at home so she can appear on a television programme and try and sort of ingratiate that she's about the most boring person I've ever seen on the television. Well, next to that Maynard chap. And uh, who else is in the programme? Amir Khan uh, obviously needs the money. Uh, and then there's... Uh, who? The, uh, oh, Toff is there as well. Apparently people quite like Toff. Uh, she's now hitting on Paul Stanley, Boris Johnson's dad. I mean, that's not sick. Nothing is. In fact, the only thing that was sicker than that, or the thing that I was equally as disturbed at, was when Brian Ferry had an affair with a girl who had been with one of his sons. <laughs> what was going on there, lovey? That was very worrying. Uh, also, uh, Zimbabwe's joy, Mugabe finally quits. Yeah, but I bet you anything he said to the people around him, those who still, you know, sort of toady up to him, get more money out, get more money out of the country. We need loads to live on. And so I reckon he's already thieved millions and uh, Grace will be uh, shoving it everywhere because she likes spending the money. What the job pays, I've got no idea. Rodney Buse has died at the age of 79. Um, He was in The Likely Lads. It's funny that a feud in The Likely Lads turned it really into the programme that everybody everybody loved. I've I've still watched them now. I love the theme tune, um, which went, Oh, what happened to you? Whatever happened to me? And it was a story of a middle-class boy, played by Rodney Buse, who went to a grammar school, and then then the other bloke, who didn't do as well. He was the one who didn't really want to work. He didn't feel the necess- you know the need to work, and it, it was that. And it started off with scenes on a oh sorry, started off with scenes on a on a bomb site. Um, and I thought I thought that was actually that was actually quite nice because a lot of you will remember playing on bomb sites as children, and uh, and sort of and that's you know he was seventy nine. I was amazed he got to seventy nine. To be brutally honest, I didn't. I didn't think he would actually make it to seventy nine, but he he did. And apparently, did you know? A friend of mine just written to me says, "Did you know that every morning at ten o'clock, Hamleys invites someone passing by to officially open the store?" I had no idea until I saw it happen yesterday. Really? What? They just have a pass by and they go, "Would you like to open the store today?" If you're walking past Hamley's at 10, let me know if it gets to be you, please. Did you go to Barnes for lunch yesterday, Rick Stein's new place? What was it like? Was it good? Was it, was it reasonably priced? Was it a freebie? Uh, you know, do tell me. I need to know these things. Trees up today. Trees up today. It's sad. Seasonal affected disorder, says uh, Julia in Teddington. And uh, you're right, actually. It says, yesterday I felt really depressed because of the gloomy weather. Too much of it this year. Wish they would stop putting the clocks forward and back. Oh, it's a pain, isn't it, really? And somebody says, uh, I'm on the Van Haig website ordering some lovely waterfall lights. Thanks to you and your listeners. Thank you. Do we get a live show on Christmas and Boxing Day? Um, Yeah, I'm live all over Christmas. Absolutely. I've yet to see the the rundown. I'm definitely here on Christmas Day. Um, So that's, is that Tuesday or something? I can't, Monday, Monday. So Boxing Day is Tuesday. Yeah, I don't don't know what time I'm on on Boxing Day. I, I really can't tell you until I see the rundown. Oh, right, we're not allowed to say yet. Oh, okay. Right, he, the producer doesn't know. Well, he thinks he does, but he's not allowed to say anything. Oh, right, OK. Oh, you know when I'm on. Oh, great. Well, that'll be useful for one of us then. Oh, right. Right. <laughs> so, from... Right, OK. <laughs> OK, you, you just have... Bear, just bear with me. It'll be fine. It'll be fine, OK. And, uh, yes, we will be live. We will be live over the festive. You have to be, really. You know what? I, I would feel really cheated... 
if I turned on the radio on Christmas Day and there wasn't a live person. I mean, there will be lots of in-conversations. You know that we've got... I'm really looking forward to doing Jamie Oliver. Really looking forward to doing Jamie Oliver. We've got another interview to do, which I can't tell you about, but it's, it's, it's probably going to make the newspapers, I would think. And uh, I think the Jamie Oliver is going to be... The, last year, we had a fabulous interview with Cliff Richard, you remember? And that was a special for us. And uh, Cliff kindly arranged to come in, and he was lovely and charming. And uh, Jamie Oliver's agreed to come in. He's, a, he's coming in early, you know, which we're, re- we're really very grateful for because it's, it's very, you know, people's time. I know because my time coming up to Christmas, I said to the producer this morning, I don't know why I'm on my head of my arse at times because I've got so much going on and there's so many interviews being booked in. And then in between that, I've got the hospital, blood tests, foot problems, eye testing. And, and I'm, I'm just really, I'm losing track of where I'm going. I can see I'm going to get to Christmas and go, thank God I can sit down and have a bit of a rest. But then I've got to drive to get my Christmas lunch. But uh, no, it's, it's going to be a good one this year. I hope it's I hope it's really good. I hope it's going to be good for you too. I really hope it's going to be good for you too. Uh, have you ever shopped in the Whole Food markets in Richmond? Yeah, it's it's a bit expensive. I've had a look in there, but uh, changes are a coming, says Margaret. We love Costco, she says. I've been to Costco in America actually. I love it. I love Costco in America. I think it's great. Uh oh, troubles back in. What's that? What's that? What's he picking up? Oh, but he's still obsessed with unwrapping presents. You know, if it hasn't got his name on it, it's a case of, why has it not got my name on it? You know, and so he opens it anyway. You can imagine what it must be like at Christmas. You know, under the tree, irrespective of whether the parcels have got Paul's name on, he just unwraps them and they go, but that's not your parcel, Paul. I'm opening it. And, you know, and then he goes, uh, I never wanted a bath sponge anyway, and gives it away. That's what it all is. That's what it's all about, isn't it? It's about the biggest... Pre- when, we used to, when we were children, when we were little people, little people, we used to go down to the Christmas tree at probably about five in the morning because my parents used to think, oh, God, they're going to wake... Because kids wake up early because they get excited. I wake up early because I need to go to the toilet. You know, that's an age difference thing. And so we, we creep downstairs... I don't. I don't. My brother's door, and he go. Are you awake? I thought. Well, if I'm peering through your door, quite clearly, yes. You know, unless I'm sleepwalking, and uh, we go downstairs, and there'd just be the lights on the Christmas tree, and it cast all these different colours all throughout the room. It was so, so pretty and festive, and and then we'd we'd look at the presents under the tree, and occasionally we would look at a label, and you know, and you pick the biggest present, you look at it. Oh, it's not for me, and the, the, and as I got a bit older, the smallest presents under the tree were mine. It was very disappointing, wasn't it? You know. You've never worked in a post office. Oh, you lost that job, did you, as well? I think so, too, honestly. Outrageous. How you never ended up inside Barlini, I've got no idea. <laughs> I could see you put it, postman. I could see, Can you see Paul Smith as a postman going down there with a, as a little lad? I can see him as a paper boy, really. I could see it, yeah, with, with all these... I'm not delivering these bloody papers. I'm just throwing them in front of people's doors. <laughs> I could see, You were a paper boy. Of course, everybody was a paper boy. Oh, I've upset Phil Vickery now. Phil Vickery's upset. Don't be up. Please don't be upset. He says, Jamie's your favourite now. Oh, well, I know my place. Listen, I'm I'm feeling quite benevolent to everybody at the moment, actually. It's, it's except Rebecca Vardy. Um, I don't know why. It's just it's all going to. I think I'm mellowing. I'm slightly disturbed in the fact that I'm mellowing. I'm just being nice to people. And it's not in my nature. But by the time we get to Christmas Day, I will be I will be a nice person. And I might I might open up the phone lines. 
Paul Cooper says the Christmas trees are looking fantastic. They do, don't they? We've had to tw- we, we we sort of twizzle the lights round. I think one tree's got a thousand lights on it, and the other one hasn't. But they they look they look as good actually, and uh, they do look very good. When when Paul Smith goes back to Twickenham, he'll be able to see my trees because you can see them from space because they're nice and bright, nice and bright. So I'm looking for something nice and bushy, Paul, for uh, for Sunday. Uh, Rick Steins at Barnes says another friend of mine. It's all my friends today. Seriously, I could just hug everybody, but I know we're not allowed to hug people. In fact, there's a man from Pixar who's in some of the papers today who's just stepped down uh, because of... Wait for it. I'm sorry to mention it. Inappropriate behaviour because he hugged people. And he says, if I've hugged somebody unintentionally, I apologise. And uh, his name is uh, John Lasseter. Now, John Lasseter is really, really famous. And so he's taking a leave of absence, acknowledging painful conversations and unspecified missteps. I don't know what missteps are, but I think what it involves is basically doing some hugging. I mean, you just, it's, uh, he directed Toy Story in Toy Story 2. I mean, he's very well known in the business. He's very well known. He was the CEO of both Pixar and Walt Disney Animation Studios. He's since become the face of all Disney animation. You know, he's uh, overseeing the, the recent branding with properties like Frozen and Moona and stuff like that. He's a, he's a big deal, but he's stepped down because of this this hugging thing, putting, you know, up, up, I really despair. I know it sounds awful, but I do sometimes. How are you supposed to express to somebody just how much you really appreciate them unless you put your arms around them and give them a hug? I should be doing hugging all over Christmas with loads of people. You know, for, luckily friends who sort of understand... So the producer's now got slightly disturbed about the whole thing. <laughs> That's right, as long as we actually record it, it's fine. <laughs> then we can sort of put it out. But, uh, yeah, so friends of mine who says, uh, Rick Steins at Barnes, marvellous. He says, the Dover stole was to die for. Sashimi, cauliflower soup, tempura, all lovely. Excellent service. Table looking out onto the river, highly recommended. How much? How much? How many of the... How many of... How many people do you go with? <laughs> Sorry. How many people do you go with and how much was it? See, that's how I gauge a meal nowadays. There's a, there's, a, there's a price in my mind of what I think. For two people, 150 for Rick Stein. I do like Rick. I do like him. Was he there? I think I have to know that. And I do like Dover Soul. I like Dover Soul. And anything that's got cauliflower in it, I'm quite big. You know, they do cauliflower rice now. Did you know that? Of course, I'm, I'm preaching to the converted here because everybody knows about these things. And I love tempura as well. And uh, and I and I love, I love all these people. I love Phil Vickery, I love Jamie Oliver. I'm loving everybody. I'm t- I'm really worried. This is not me. I think it's because it's the time of year, and I want you know there to be. Uh, hopefully, we have a nice quiet Christmas. That's what we could do with, isn't it? A nice quiet Christmas. That would be the nice thing. Uh, Steve, uh, do arrive early for this year's LBC Christmas party before Paul Smith and Aussie Boy launch an all-out assault on the buffet table. Yeah. Well, actually, I would. I wouldn't be going anywhere. I, I wouldn't be going to a, a party. I just don't do a party. I'm, I'm happier not doing a party. I'm happier, you know, just waiting to see the fallout afterwards. <laughs> Much easier, isn't it? Uh, Steve, Megan didn't look right in ripped jeans at the Invictus game. So why don't we just let Scotland change the clocks? When you say we, do you use the royal we, says Jackie? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Grace reckons you can recycle your lights from last year. Oh, now, I can't help it. I, I have to buy new ones. Uh, 
Dorman Dom is off to uh, Ikea today in Croydon. That's the one on the Pearly Way, isn't it, I think? Everything's on the Pearly Way. Uh, we saw Rodney Buse, says Neil, in the late 60s. Me and my brother asked him for his autograph. We were only young lads. He said, I don't do that sort of thing. Karma then stepped in. A group of students who he was with picked him up and threw him in the New Key Harbour. <laughs> I told you, as I said earlier on... Um, uh, he uh, he was drunk when he turned up for me. He he enjoyed a bevy. So I don't have a problem with somebody turning up drunk. I've had a few people turn up drunk. It's okay, you know. But uh, and this one, he he really he, he wasn't doing very well on it at all. So that's why you know when he gets to seventy nine, I was I was amazed. Check it out online, says my friend. It wasn't extortionate. <laughs> Get Rick Stein's menu up. Tell me how much it costs. I need to know how much do- because Dover Soul in any restaurant is going to be expensive, isn't it? It's a flat fish. I always think Dover Soul's very expensive. So that, 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 that's got to be a, a price that we all have to check on. What did you drink? What did you drink? That's where you can add up, can't you? We'll have a look at the menu and we'll, we'll let you know what sort of things they do on there. Apart from the Dover Sole, the tempura and uh, the cauliflower stuff. OK. Uh, 38 quid for Dover Sole. Uh, OK. Uh, how much for tempura? Tempura, how much is that? Tempura. Uh, sorry, we're trying to... Not a huge menu. Whole grilled, wait a minute, whole grilled lobster with fine herbs and chips, £45. Ribeye steak, £29.95. Rump steak, £21.95. I think I might have to go for a feta tart. Could be, could be easy. I like the idea of an Indonesian seafood curry. Sea bass, cod and prawn served with pilaw rice and a green bean and grated co- coconut salad with crisp fried shallots, garlic and chilli, £22.95. Singapore chilli crab. It's quite an interesting menu, isn't it? Fruit de mer. Crab, langoustine, scallops, oysters, surf clams, razor clams and mussels with mayonnaise. £45, served on ice. God. (laughs) The things I'm learning. And um... (laughs) now I know how much all these things are. I'm sort of, I might have to save up. But the producer's always looking for places to, to take, you know, Aussie boy out, you know. But so far, he's only discovered Nando's. Our one's racing ahead in Twickenham. We've got a Nando's going up there. But I believe that the licence doesn't come in till next year. So I thought they were going to be ready for Christmas. Iceland, of course. We have Iceland. That's, that's doing quite well. So we're very, very happy with Iceland. But that doesn't, uh, that doesn't kick in, I think, until end of November. I think it's the end of November. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Are you well this morning? Poor Phil Vickery. Honestly, I've now upset Phil Vickery. Not, not, in my, not in my nature to upset anybody this morning. I'm, I'm having such a nice time, actually. He says, Jamie, Oliver, uh, has asked me if I do uh, your Christmas party food with him. Sadly, he's on his own. He says, I'm not good at rejection. I love it. I love it. I wonder if you if you could get all the chefs in the same room together, you know, and ask everybody to sort of create a dish for a day. Why nobody's thought of that for a TV programme? That'd be a good one. You know, everybody's in there. Mm, there'd be certain people who wouldn't want to do it. But no. But J- Jamie, I, I was watching Jamie the other day. He was on with um, uh, Graham Norton. <laughs> and he had an actor on there who did a card trick. And I wasn't sure if Jamie... Oliver was into card tricks or not, judging by the look on his face. He did this. It was a very good card trick. Very, very good card trick. I've seen it done a million times before, but it was still very good done by somebody. When somebody sort of says on television, oh, could you do a card trick? And obviously you're prepared for it. And uh, my Magic Circle show on the 23rd, day before Christmas Eve, is sold out. I've got friends coming down from Manchester. Uh, we've got a good lineup this year. We've got some... Uh, you're going to see some people doing stuff that, uh, if you're lucky enough to have tickets, you have to get in quick next year. 
have to get in quick next year because th- this sells out really fast, really fast. Normally within sort of a couple of hours, we've sort of sold out. And, uh, and then we've got the show at the Hippodrome as well on the 3rd of January. Kevin says, going through the Christmas bookings at the restaurant, my manager said a customer really wanted to know we had unisex loos. Ooh, have to watch those. Unisex loos. I don't like that idea. I think I'm a bit funny about that. Uh, Steve, Pound Stretcher currently have a good range of white-coloured and multi-coloured LED lights. Longest string, they have 600 bulbs. Impress your neighbours. Oh, no, that wouldn't impress my neighbours. Not, not 600 lights. No, no, no. 10,000. I'm thinking, I've got these projectors, as you know, and, and I'm, I'm debating where I'm going to put them. And uh, I, can't, I can't think of anywhere at the moment. But they're all over the place. Uh, apparently, somebody says, Sandy, the fish shop with the best decorations. Yes, he's, he's excelled himself, as always, in Twickenham. Uh, always done very well. Uh, somebody says, Pilau rice, not Pilau rice, says Jessica. I've always pronounced it Pilau rice. It's just rice, isn't it, really? I mean, who cares? Uh, have you ever interviewed Richard Dawkins? No. How is the blood pressure? Well, it's it's a little high. It's not unbelievably high. It could do with coming down a little bit. Coming down a little bit. So we've got to do that. And we've got to take the um, the blood sugars down a little bit as well. But I keep forgetting to do a wee sample. I was going to do it again this morning. And you know, you sort of, you think, I'm sure there's something I should have remembered. And the thing I should have remembered is to wee in a test tube. And I completely forgot about it this morning. So I'm not sure. It's supposed to be the first wee of the day. And I don't know if you can just sort of do one a bit later on and pretend it was the first. The first wee of the day. Who knows? Uh, the Sun newspaper this morning, Paul Hollywood, his love of fame and flirting made marriage hit soggy bottom. Uh, and so people have said it's his ego. But then you've got to have an ego. I don't care what business you're in, whether you're a radio presenter or whether you're a circus act or whether you're a drag or it doesn't matter. You've got to have an ego to survive. You can't. You know, it's like comedians, the old fashioned comedians. That's what they did for a business. It was a business for them. Uh, And as you'll hear Anne Reid saying this weekend, when they filmed Dinner Ladies with Victoria Wood, um, there were laughs, but it's a business. Comedy is a business. It's an art. So they didn't all roll about the floor going, ha, 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 ha. It doesn't work like that. She said it was it was tough at times, very tough at times. She was a bit of a task mistress because she knew exactly what she wanted. Uh, in Paul Hollywood's case, so he's got an ego. So he's got an ego. You know, as Diana said, there were three in our marriage. You know, there was her, Camilla and Prince Charles. And that's how it worked. But, uh, you know, in Paul Hollywood's case, he's got an ego. Every, you've got to have an ego to do something. You know, I've got to have an ego to do a radio programme that's successful because that that's what I do. And and, and if and if I didn't have some sort of an ego, but I don't think it's really and I'm not I'm not really sort of obnoxious with the ego kind of thing. I appreciate the fact that I'm utterly brilliant and wonderful value for money. But I, I don't tell people every day. It's unnecessary. I mean, I'm in a building full of people who are in the same business that I am. So that would just be pointless. I'm just always amazed that people in this building listen to this programme. Oh, my God, what's that? A Yorkshire pudding that looks like a willy. And it it was served up for somebody's Sunday lunch. And it's, it does look, you know, kind of like, you know, something like that. And it's, it's just a York... I love Yorkshire puddings. Have you ever just had Yorkshire puddings by themselves? Delish. Delish. Uh, also, uh, rugger off. The England rugby girl chases off a burglar. Scrawny runt flees with trousers down. And uh, hopefully they'll be able to identify him. He was obviously going for the car or something. It looks like that's what he was going for. And uh, anyway, she saw him off. 
Good for her. Here's Meghan Markle. All the papers uh, out with a photographer having a picture taken. And um, she was uh, she was going Christmas shopping. She was in uh, Kings Road in Chelsea. She left a Heidi Klein beachwear store hinting at uh, a possible winter holiday with Harry. What do you mean hinting? Why did somebody just ask her? What is this hinting? Don't be stupid. So you've got the reporter here, Joseph Archer. I mean, do you not think, Joseph, if that was, if you, know, if you were the reporter, unless you're just the person who did the little bit of copy, why don't you just go up to us? So, Megan, are you going on holiday with Harry? You know, are you planning a Christmas holiday? That's all we want to know, isn't it? You know, that that's all you want to know. You don't want to know anything else. Uh, is Anne Reid, this is a friend of mine, is Anne, well, I've lost it, wait, 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 wait. wait. Is Anne Reid any relation to Carol Reid, who directed Oliver, and his nephew Oliver Reid, who obviously was in Oliver? No. No. It's spelt differently, actually. Different different spelling. Her father was, um, was a spy in the war, and all her brothers were journalists. So, uh, so not related. As far as I know, not related, because I'm sure it would have come up in the conversation. But uh, Oliver, 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 come here, Bulldog. What did he call the dog? What was the dog called? <laughs> I thought Rover or something like that. No, it's got no bullseye in it. Come here, bullseye. <laughs> Always frightened myself on that. Always remember it, you know. It Was it bullseye? Yes, there you go. See, it's not failed me completely. Uh, so anyway, so Meghan Markle and Harry, why don't they just next time they see Harry out go, so are you going to get engaged? What, I mean, is that, can he not answer a simple question? Why is it such a big secret? What would be the purpose of a secret of are you getting engaged? As I say, he's, he's becoming an old man. Why can't they answer a question? Excuse me, Harry. Are you going to get engaged to Meghan? You know, what's, and, and you know what he'll do? He'll totally blank it. And you think, so you've not really grown up at all, have you? All, all he's got to do is say, if he wants to be clever and go, wait and see, wait and see. That's all, you know, I'm not asking anything else, matey. It's not complicated. Uh, my garden has so many lights, it's a wonder the neighbours haven't complained about light pollution. Love to know what they look like from the air. You'll find out, Jackie, when the plane lands in your garden. That's the thing you've got to worry about. A man tried to sell me a picture of my garden from the air in daylight once. I was upset. It was the wrong time of year. Hardly a flower there. Oh. Uh, have you had your long-awaited shower? You're obviously not a regular listener, so I'm not talking to you. And uh, we only talk to regular people on this programme. When I say regular, I don't mean regular as in regular. I mean regular people on the show. I mean, God, we've been having showers for the last God knows how long. Uh, uh, Jess says, how do you find time to practice your magic? Oh, I could do it anywhere. I could do it anywhere. I've got, I'm, I'm, I'm working on something at the moment. just involves me, an elephant, and a huge pit. Whether or not it's going to work, I don't know. Uh, Steve, it should be called I Know a Celebrity Get Me on Television. Yes, you're right, actually, Grant, it should. That's a nice dog. Oh, sorry, is that the girlfriend? Is that the girlfriend and the dog? I love looking at people's pictures because I never know who people are in the pictures. People, people put up a picture. A friend of mine, Will, uh, always puts up a different picture. He obviously likes having pictures taken of himself, and so he puts up a different picture. I've had the same picture on my Twitter feed for God knows how long. I keep thinking, if I put up a real one, well, not a real, you know, one that's, I mean, th- that was, uh, yeah, I mean, is that your, your dog, Grant? What sort of dog is that? Is it, uh, is it a lab? It's a sort of long-haired lab, isn't it, really? Oh, he's got one of those Peaky Blinders haircuts. Not the dog, Grant. Got a Peaky Blinders haircut. And wh- why is your girlfriend kissing the dog? What's going on there? Not normal, is it? That is your girlfriend, isn't it? I was going to say, <laughs> this is where I make the biggest faux pas of the century and go, is that your mother? <laughs> and why's the dog got its tongue hanging out? I thought, 
In fact, actually, the whole picture is slightly disturbing, really. The more I analyse it, and you're in the middle of a forest. Really disturbing. But I quite like that. I like the idea. Oh, who is this woman? Model Demi Rose. What sort of model are you, dear? You know, I mean, why don't you just sort of get your boobs out and show them to people? Because quite clearly, that's where you're heading. She was uh, heading to a restaurant for the second party. She went to an MTV bash with uh, Lottie Moss. She's got 5.8 million followers. Of course you have, dear. You're getting your boobs out every five minutes. You can always find people who are going to follow people like you. But uh, what sort of model you are, I don't know. I have a sneaking feeling you might not be in the... in the Because sort of, you're not thin enough to be what they call clothes model. You're, you're sort of a bit hefty hideaway. You're a bit like boobies out and lean forward. And that's how it works, isn't it? Victoria's Secret model. Oh, I'm so late for the news. God bless. Why didn't you tell me? I'm going to get in so much trouble. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Oh, yeah, 24 minutes to six. I know. <laughs> Have you done the Christmas shopping? I only ask because we're racing on as we're at the 22nd of November. I really think that you should have actually thought about it. I always have to push my family. I always have to say, listen, what do pe- can you tell me what people want now? Because I'd rather get it sorted. before. And as other, I don't want to rush. I want it all sorted by, you know, at least, uh, at least halfway through the month. Thank you very much indeed. Um, a friend of mine says, like we have famous songwriters, are there famous illusion creators in the world of magic? Yes, there are. Absolutely. You only have to look at, uh, at uh, people like uh, uh, David Copperfield or Secret and Roy or any of those uh, people who do the big magic shows. There are people who invent tricks, people who invent illusions. Uh, Penn and Teller would have an idea and then somebody would make that uh, idea come to fruition. There'd be all sorts of things. I was always interested. There's a guy called John Gorn. And John Gorn is a, is a very clever illusion maker. But he also restores automata in America. And these, and he put one on the Paul Daniels show. And in fact, if you, I think you'll find it on YouTube. There is a, an automata that he brought over to put on the Paul Daniels show. And I think he was called Antonio de Diablo. And this was um, a French automata. And it was... The most remarkable thing I've ever seen. I've seen various other ones, which is, you know, um, an orange bush that flowers and then birds fly up and hold a big silk in front of it and things like that. But Antonio Diablo, he put on television and he's a little figure probably standing about 18 inches to to two feet tall, something like that, something like that. And he, he puts him on a bar and this Antonio Diablo swings backwards all by himself. He's, nobody's touching him, he has inner workings he swings backwards and forwards then he lets go with one hand all automata, I mean really Robert Houdin had all these clocks that he made and in fact there's one in the Magic Circle Museum which is, which is worth something like God knows how many thousands of pounds but uh, to watch Antonio Diablo and you think and he restored him there was also another very famous one who you can only see if you ask and you really have to ask and he's a, a card player called Psycho and he's at the Museum of London uh, because they, they got him years ago. And I, when I went down there to do a documentary on the place, I asked to see him because he was a card player. He was an automata that worked by various methods. There were various automata at the time. They were very popular. Victorians loved automata. So there are illusion makers. There are loads of people in this country who will make illusions for you. They have to. They have to make them, you know, to fit certain people. You know, and I think, I think John Gorn was the one behind... Uh, David Copperfield soaring in half, which was unusual in so much as the original soaring in half was uh, a box by Selbit. And in the the one that David Copperfield had, it was all done. The, the thing about Copperfield's illusions was the synchronisation between the lighting and the music. And so he had a big 
spinning blade, if you remember. He was put on the table, covered with a box. You could see his feet and you could see his head. And then the blade came down. And at that precise moment, all the lights went in and the blade went straight through his body. They then pulled the two halves apart. And that's what was clever about it. It all operated automatically. The two halves went and he could actually talk to his legs. Then they put it back together and they reversed time. Terribly clever. But things like that cost an absolute fortune. Absolute fortune. There were all sorts of uh, all sorts of people who have invented some great tricks. People you've never heard of invented great illusions and great tricks and things like that. And that's yes, so exactly the same people. Uh, apparently, today's top trivia fact: Bill Sykes's dog in the Dickens book Oliver Twist didn't have a name. It was given the name Bullseye for the film. Says Chris in Yorkshire. Uh, Martin. So it's very sad to hear the passing of Rodney Buse. He was part of my childhood. He was Basil, Basil Brush's assistant. He was. He was Mr Rodney, wasn't he? Boom, boom. Good old Basil Brush. And um, also, uh, it's a shame he and James Bolan never made up. I think, but that's what made the programme so good. That's what made... made uh, that's what made the programme so good. Because it gave it an edge. So, yeah, and th- they worked brilliantly together. 40-year feud it was, a 40-year feud. Uh, Trish says, I planted a blue Norwegian spruce Christmas tree in my garden and named it Bruce the Spruce. Just around the time Brucey died. My four-year-old granddaughter can't wait to decorate it. I can't wait either, as I've never had a decorated tree in the garden. <laughs> Somebody says, do you have ornamental balls? Accompanying sumptuous red lights. Um, no. I tend to find, if you've, if you've got a lot of lights on a tree, you don't need balls, do you? I've got two beautiful ones, which I bought from Costco about 20 years ago. And they're beautifully big and... De- they're about the size of footballs, beautifully decorated. And I've not, take- I've not had the right place to put them in yet. So they're still in their boxes. Uh, our dog Rover was at Not Cuts... Was it Mutt Cuts Groomers in Laleham yesterday for his Christmas cut? Thank you, Matthew, in Sunbury. I know Sunbury very well. Got those new flats up there, haven't you, really? And uh, having heard your recent In Conversation, I've ordered Dynamo's book. Do I have enough time, says Holly... To master some dynamo magic in time for the Christmas festivities? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. You put your mind to it, you can do it. Oh, that's my wife and my golden retriever. Oh, I've lost it. And my golden retriever, who's called Branston, says Grant. He said, we've been walking him in the, is it Holcombe National Nature Reserve in Norfolk? You're, what, you don't look old enough to be married. Do they get married very young nowadays? Are people sort of, you know, you, you see people on the terrace and they go, so-and-so's married, and they go, how old? Well, he's 13. You know, and you go, he doesn't look old enough to be married. There you go, you see, the couple that stay together have got a dog. You know, that proven in the paper the other day, if you've got a dog, you live longer because it, it gives you the, uh, the exercise and, and stuff like that, and there you are in the forest. <sighs> Say no more. Uh, Steve, two years ago... We spent Christmas abroad in the Maldives. The staff went to a lot of effort. Check out them lights. I know, they love running lights up palm trees. They're all over the place. You go to anywhere, Spain, uh, Cannes, lights up palm trees. Oh, that's nice. Lights up palm trees. I want a complete village full of Christmas lights. I saw one the other day. It was about 300 quid. It's too big and I've got nowhere to put it, but I just, I just fancied that. I just fancied that. I see no reason why I shouldn't keep Christmas lights up all year round. I just call them lights. Just put coloured lights up. Why should coloured lights be just for Christmas? No, for goodness sake. Put them up all the... Do you think um, Robert Mugabe will be putting lights up this year? I know what I'd like to do with him, but there you go. Uh, sad news. Sad news. Uh, on Rodney Buse and David Cassidy. We're losing so many, Steve. Two years ago today, you switched the lights on in Twickenham. It was so cold that day. When we came down, you had your jumper on that Neil gave you. Jane Horrocks was with you. Oh, and we got tickets to see Peter Kay. 
Blimey, you were lucky. Most of my friends can't get them at all. On the phone for an hour and 11 minutes on Sunday. Happy bunnies. And it's not long to the Hippodrome. No, 3rd of January is the Hippodrome show. Again, we're sold out. And uh, I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know what we're Seriously, I haven't even... I've not given it a thought because I know it's it's just one of those... We just all come together, don't we? And we're all, you know, like-minded. Um, uh, Labour MP Kezia on her I'm a Celebrity Cash... You irritate me, darling. You really, really irritate me. You're an MP. You're supposed to be looking after people who pay your salary. And you decided to go in there because you obviously think you're worth it. And the, and the, and the, um, the party are not going to expel her. Pfft. Sorry, can I go out to the junk? No, you can't. Well, I'm going. So off she went, sticking two fingers up to them. And uh, she said, I'm getting a fee for being away. No, you're paid to be an MP, dear. You're not paid to go on these. But they're not for the likes of you. You know, sorry? A mess pee. Oh, that's right, MS. Yeah, she's a Scottish one. Oh, I don't, I don't differentiate. They're all the same. They do, do the same job, isn't she? Do the same job as all the other ones. Just that this one thinks she's important. Mind you, the same as Nadine Doris thought she was important. And it turned out she wasn't. And was not very interesting either. Other stories in the paper. Uh, Leanne Payne. Oh, wait for this one. Well, what do you think the story of Leanne Payne is? I shouldn't have been allowed on stage. I forced a smile on my face. Here we go. Here we go again. Mr. Ungrateful. Mr. Ungrateful. He says here that, um, you know, I had dark moments. He was battling demons during the peak of it. They're all doing... Have you noticed? Everybody now battling demons. You know, you give somebody something that completely transforms their life and they go, I shouldn't have been on stage. I forced that smile on my face. And you think, why are you telling people this? Why are you telling people this? Why don't, why don't you sort of try and pretend that it's all fun and happiness? Because I'm sick to death of reading every day. There's always something that someone got going on in their life which makes them feel depressed. We've all had depression. We've all had times in our life where, you know, you get a bit bogged down with things. We've all had times where you sort of think, oh, sod it. Let me just win the lottery. You did win the lottery. You did win the lottery. You know, and now it's, uh, you know, you've got all these awards and you've got all this money and everything else and still not happy. Still not happy. I don't know what the answer is to these people. But um, he says, I'm a different person now. And we we needed a bit of time away from each other. You know, because they didn't really get on, actually. They have to pretend that they do, don't they? Like everybody. Everybody. You work with somebody long enough. And eventually you go, I just need to be away from them. You don't want to be with them all the time. So the producer's not here for Christmas. He's just had enough of working with me. He's sick to death of it. So, you know, come Christmas, he'll be ho-ho-hoing at home, you know, doing, just putting his feet up, just doing nothing, just being lazy, which is what, you know, I'm expecting the rest of you to do over the festive season. And so I get, oh, God, I get Aussie boy. I mean, really. And I've got the one from Brighton as well. Lord, how do I manage these? Things? I really don't know how it works, honestly. There's some, there must be some sort of lottery. Sarah says, is there a good book you can recommend on the history of magic I can read? Um, no. <laughs> I mean, there are lots of magical books. In fact, it's a, it's it's an interesting, an interesting library of magic books. There are different things. There's coin magic, there's stage magic. Not something specifically on the history of magic. It goes back to years ago uh, to people doing the cups and balls, which I think was one of the first recorded magic tricks. A guy called Isaac Forks, I think. Uh, used to do cups and balls, and that's the first thing. Although, uh, back even further than that, I think the Egyptians used to have lots of tricks in their temples. They would have doors that opened automatically, which worked on pressure and, and stuff like that. So I can't think of any book off the top of my head. Just, I tell you what, go on to 
you, I mean, go on to um, Amazon and type in Magic Book, and it'll put up loads and loads of books. And then, then come back to me, and I'll tell you which ones I would, I would like. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Actually, I seem to remember John Fisher, who used to produce Paul Daniels' magic show on the television. He did a book about uh, magic. Uh, there is Paul Daniels and the story of magic, which is uh, you can pick up very cheaply. You can buy a new one for 110 quid. Uh, but there was another book that John Fisher wrote. I mean, whether or not well, it can't have been that far back, can it really? But uh, it was it was a very good, a very good book. It was on the history of magic and how it started and things like that. You'll, you'll find all sorts of things uh, or failing that you can always phone up the magic circle. I'm sure that they'll be delighted to point you in the right direction. Uh, right, what have we got here? Finally, I have my hardback cover book, Steve Allen, Christmas Come Early. Lovely, Adrian, thank you. And talking about magic, do you remember uh, Professor Al Carthy, who had a mad scientist illusion, says Brian. Yes, I do, absolutely, yes. Yes, that was always... And there was also there was another very interesting one where somebody's legs vanished completely. There are all sorts of sort of things that you remember. There's been sort of freaky kind of magic things over the years. Although, actually, a friend of mine says Steve Allen's history of magic has a certain ring to it, doesn't it? A certain ring, it certainly does. Uh, another one says, uh, I love the Royal Road to Card Magic, says David. Yes, that's a very popular one. Bobo's uh, Coins is also another very popular one. Uh, do you remember a ventriloquist called George Schlick? No, I don't. I remember a lot of them. There was a programme on the television a short while ago. Who was on it? And it was a guy who had a doll called Daisy May, who many of you will remember. Uh, going back quite a few years. Well, Daisy May is at the Magic Circle. That's where she resides. And she used to be a boy, but he turned her into a girl. And then he put on a little voice like that. Which I thought was quite sweet, actually. Uh, a good friend of mine, Ollie Day, is a magician who performs in, in Norfolk, says Pauline Cromer. Oh, right. Didn't know anybody was in Norfolk. Norfolk. It's an amazing place, isn't it? Very flat. Very cheap property as well. Uh, Rodney Bewes, 2017, he died. He was born in 1937, the likeable lad. Um, he was he was in loads of things. Billy Liar, Basil Brush he did. And uh, and the long-suffering wife, Thelma, in The Likely Lads. I love that theme tune, but I can't remember who it was. There was a, it was, oh, what happened to you, what have happened to me? And then there was a group called Dolphin, I'm sure, who brought out a song called Carry Me Away. And I thought that was roughly the same... Thing. I'm sure it was Dolphin Carry Me Away. And it was based on the same little piece of music. I think it was the same little piece of music. I might have got that wrong, because sometimes the, the mind plays strange tricks on you. But, yeah, Dolphin's Carry Me Away. I can remember the label, and I remember playing it, and I remember thinking, that's a pretty... I don't think it even got into the charts. Can you find it? Is, is it not on YouTube? I am right about it. Yes! It is Dolphin. Yeah, Carry Me Away. On private stock, that's right. 1978. Good Lord. Can you find the theme tune to the uh, the Likely Lads? Do you know, isn't it funny? When you sort of see these labels, private stock. God, when records meant something. They don't mean anything now, do they? Whatever happened to the Likely Lads? And uh, I don't know who was actually singing it. It came out on, uh, on BBC Records. Oh, is this a... I don't remember it sounding like this. Oh, yes, I do. So sad to hear it, isn't it? So sad to hear it now. And it's uh, you'd had all the kids playing at the beginning on the on the bomb sites. And I don't. I'm looking at the thing here, thinking who's actually singing it. I think highly likely were the uh, were the people. So presumably session musicians. 
And then it goes into this little bit here, which is quite pretty. Okay, here we go. Nice use of the strings. Wistful now, take it off. I feel dreadfully depressed. That's because Rodney Buse has died. And uh, as I say, we, we'd, we'd have had him to play out on LBC. But uh, I don't think he'd done anything for ages and ages. But that was, that was really, really nice. Really nice. And I think you can still buy all the DVDs. There were two series, 27 episodes. Good God, I thought there were more than that. I thought there were more than that. But um, theme music was uh, by Mike Hug. And the composer was Ian Lafrenet. That good, isn't it? And star James Bolam, who also did When the Bort Comes In, Bridget Forsyth and Rodney Buse. And uh, so I don't know what happened to Bridget Forsyth. Where's Bridget Forsyth now? She, you're going to tell me she's turning up. We know she's Scottish. Got a big thing with the Scottish people on, uh, on LBC. I'm very pleased with that as well. She's done loads and loads of things. She's done... Oh, she did Calendar Girls as well. And uh, she did a lot of stuff uh, with, uh, with Alan Bennett... And um, she's still around, isn't she? Well, how old is she then? Because if, if he was 79, how old? She's 77. It's not possible, is it? It's not possible. But uh, you know what people are like nowadays? People in the business. Because when you hear this weekend, Anne Reid, who you'll know from Dinner Ladies and stuff like that for our In Conversation programme, uh, you'll be going, oh, my, doesn't she sound good? 82. 82, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, and also the other person who you're going to be hearing this weekend for In Conversation, is an actor, a very good-looking actor. He's in a a new film, uh, which is about uh, Christmas. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I can tell you, I'm hoping he's coming in this weekend. I just have to check, actually, whether or not, because sometimes things change at the last minute. And I think... Oh, I've lost him completely now. Where's that gone to? Dan Stevens, incidentally, is uh, is the person. And he'll be coming in on Friday, on Friday, to uh, to record for In Conversation. And, uh, and then we've got some uh, other people. Michael McIntyre we would have had in today, but we've had to move him to a little bit later. So Dan Stevens, the film he's in, it's called The Man Who Invented Christmas. So it's kind of right up my street. And if you remember Downton, you will remember Dan Stevens. You'll remember him very, very well indeed. More of your texts and emails. Do you remember Judge Dredd? I do. And his saucy song. Yes, Big Five, Big Six, Big Seven, Judge Dredd, yes. And uh, they were they were tongue-in-cheek rude reggae songs. I don't even know if he's still alive, actually. Because that was some time ago, wasn't it? I remember playing those records very well. Uh, Peter Bruff was uh, Archie Andrews. Daisy May, Barry, was somebody completely different. Daisy May was definitely not Peter Bruff. Definitely not. And uh, another one says here, uh, Last time I looked, Argos do strings of red LED lights. Not my favourite place to shop. <laughs> really? Oh, why? I quite like Argos. I love a good calendar. Um, he died in '98. Uh, good Lord! I used to say he used to pop into LBC every so often. It, it was very difficult to actually put him on the radio because he was he was rude. He was only known for rude songs. His name was uh, was uh, Alex Hughes actually, but. Um, Following his death, Rolling Stone reported he sold several million albums throughout his 25-year-plus career and was second only to Bob Marley's UK reggae sales during the 1970s. It was all really naughty. Naughty. I mean, but when I say naughty, not compared to some of the stuff you see and hear on the radio, it was only uh, 52 when he died. Bit young, isn't it? Bit young. Uh, Another one says uh, Garden Lights. 
are very handy for night gardening. Nobody gardens in the dark. That's just peculiar. And Jackie says, whatever happened to the other likely lad? Um, well, he's still working, as far as I know. He also did... i tell you what the other likely lad did. Um, he did the Only When I Laugh. Do you remember with Victor Meldrew? I don't believe it. He was in, the, he was in one of the hospital beds. James Boland's 82. It's not possible, is it? Steve Allen is 43. And anybody dis- disputes it, I shall be around there and I shall bang your legs together. Coming up very shortly, the news at six o'clock uh, this morning. Cheer up, Frau Merkel. Britain will soon be out of your her. Uh, in love and in London, although she's not with Harry. She's obviously said, oh, just go out and do some shopping, dear. But I'm, I'm going to get married to you. That's what you think. Uh, Rodney Bewes dies. David Cassidy passes away at, at the age of just 67. Don't call female pupils girls. It reinforces stereotypes, apparently. Guess what? Most children do prefer toys aimed at their gender, and the nurse, whose English is so bad she's a threat to patients, has been told, carry on working in the NHS. Brilliant. Oh, and Tamara Eccleston, another dreadful outfit. I mean, she's turning into a dreadful joke character, isn't she? You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, a very nice to be company. It's Wednesday, although many of you might be hoping that it's Friday, but it isn't. It's only Wednesday, but it is the 22nd of November. So we're, what are we looking at now? We're looking at... Uh, Four weeks to the big day. Four weeks to the big day? Good grief. Uh, the ventriloquist, uh, says Stephen Coulston, who operated Daisy May, was none other than Albert Savine. And as I say, Daisy May is currently residing in the Magic Circle. Uh, she's in a cabinet halfway down the stairs going down to the museum. Tony Rivers sang the theme tune to The Likely Lad, says Gerald. Oh, he didn't, he didn't get the credit on it. We didn't see the credit on that one for him there. Last time I looked, uh, Argos do do lots of strings of LED lights, Steve, so you can go there. Now, I'm going to go and have a look at these other ones. They seem to have the colours that I want. Uh, Norfolk does have cheaper properties, with the exception of the North Norfolk coast. Highly desirable, known as Chelsea-by-the-Sea. Known riffraff, please, says Holly. See, I, always, I tell you where it's very cheap in the country. Well, listen, anywhere compared to London is cheap. Leicestershire. Leicestershire is really, really cheap, inexpensive, and it's um, and you get some big properties up there. I'm always amazed. I always look through country life, you know. I don't do the hunt and shoot and the fishing bit. I just look through the country life at the properties thinking, that's nice. Why would you want to sell it? And there's some nice coastal properties. They always look very good. And um, and I'm always, I'm always very impressed with things. And, and you look at them and you go, that's huge. And they go, 890,000. I think, can't be in London. And, of course, it generally isn't. It's sort of way out, uh, outside of the capital. Uh, but because the prices round here are just mad, 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 mad. But that's what we've had to put up with. So now it's good news if you bought a property years and years ago in London because it's gone up. Unfortunately, in certain parts of the country, you buy a property, it hasn't gone up. In fact, in many cases, it might actually have gone down. Sorry to hear, says uh, James in Basil Don, to hear about Rodney uh, Bew. Saw him about 12 years ago in his one-man theatre show, Three Men in a Boat with his stuffed dog on wheels. Yes, his, his wife used to put all his props out for him but he was also in heartbeat says jim okay Anne reed is amazing love her oh she was she was on form the other day on form the other day and uh somebody else was talking about the price of properties and saying how does anybody actually ever manage to afford to buy things in london and the answer is we're not sure either it is so expensive uh, do you remember David Nixon, says Barry? Remember him? Of course I remember David Nixon, heavens above. And Ali Bongo, absolutely. Both not with us. That was where, because the um, uh, Ali Bongo used to produce the Paul Daniels 
shows. So he used to come up with a lot of the stuff on there. And he had a, an act called... He was the Shriek of Araby. And he would rush around the stage with his fez on and a droopy moustache. And, uh, and he would do so many tricks in so many minutes. I mean, he was just very, very fast. And when he died, uh, all the members of the Magic Circle got an opportunity to buy a bag. And in the bag was a packet of cards one of his tricks, and a silk handkerchief. So I bought a couple of those bags because they were owned by, uh, by Ali Bongo. And they, they do things like that. They're, you know, they're, they're, they're funny little things, but always, always quite nice. Um, I like Robin's property, says Warren, who's been on the computer all night and is utterly exhausted. I keep telling him, stay away from the computer, it's ridiculous. Once I start, I'll tell you what I do on the computer. At the moment, well, today it's, it's going to be finding Christmas lights, but normally I'm going on to... Um, to look at property. I go onto Knight Frank's website almost without without a shadow of a lie, probably about three times a week. And I type in either Richmond, just to see what I can't afford, which is most of it, because you start on page one and they start at 12 million and you think, no chance. And, um, you know, 11 I'd, I'd have done, but 12 is ridiculous. And then you go around the country and you think, how about Hong Kong? So you type in Hong Kong and up comes the property that's for sale in Hong Kong. The best one, though, is to type in Russia. My God, these Russian oligarchs, they've got no taste whatsoever. All filthy, vulgar houses, you know, and this one, comrades, comes with bowling alley. Uh, not only bowling alley, but swim pool. Swim pool look like Versailles. And it's all, and they're all, te- and they've all got security. Because quite clearly, they've all made this sort of property through ill-gotten gains. It's very, very, but fascinating to go around the world. And you can, and then you go, I think I'll try Barbados. You try Barbados. And then you try, try central London. That's even better. Central London, you go, oh, I mean, I've seen my favourite place on there. It's in central London. It's a mansion and it's 35 million. And I would need to win the lottery seriously to buy it. But I'd buy it, Do you know, just for the hell of saying I've got a mansion in. It's only six beds, but it looks lovely. It's got a bit of history to it. I like a bit of history. I mean, at the moment, I do need to win the lottery. I'm having to tell, I'm being quite honest with you. I do not have 35 million plus. You're going to need a bit more, aren't you? Because you've got to put uh, all sorts of uh, all sorts of stuff you know, in it. You've got to fill it with furniture. Uh, no, Warren. No, nothing at all at the moment. Nothing at all. I mean, seriously, I'm, my, my diary is so overfull, it's embarrassing. It, I don't know why I keep... I, at the moment, I'm sort of juggling hospitals, doctors, interviews, <laughs> and other things as well. It, it's just really difficult at the moment. And it, it's beginning to sort of give me a headache, so I'm trying not to think about it. At all. Uh, Christmas lights, very good, Steve. Yes, uh, please. Nobody over 40 gives a tuppenny happy about Christmas. Tone it down, goes Spencer, uh, who's one of those. Uh, he says, good news about an extra show from Matt Stadlin. Excellent, isn't it? He'll be doing Friday this week. That'll be very exciting. But uh, everybody over 40 absolutely loves. I must, I must come down and give you spelling lessons, actually, Spencer. I realise you're in Hove and it's not the brightest place, you know. And uh, But, you know, spelling tuppenny. I mean, really, very embarrassing. For an old woman of your age, I mean, for goodness sake. And uh, But no, everybody loves Christmas. That's why it's, the lights are... You come and see London. I realise in Hove you're a little bit sort of out on a limb. And um, it's we, we've got so many streets in London that are full of light. Leicester Square, we are absolutely overwhelmed with lights outside the window. They've got the Christmas market in the middle. It doesn't open until late, about 12 o'clock, I think. But they've got... Um, Hanging from the trees and everything. Everybody over 40 loves it. That's the time you do love it. As a young girl, says Dean, I had David Cassidy posters all around my wall and bought all the records. My favourite was, how can I be sure? Yes. 
Your delightful description of the biggest ornamental balls in the window has spread Dickensian joy far and wide across the parish of Bromley. Bless us, everyone. Yes. Is your house like a warehouse, says Winnie? You collect everything. Uh, I do collect everything, actually. Uh, and I remember, Graham, in Ryslip that Anne Reed was the first character to die in Coronation Street. She played Valerie Barlow. She got electrocuted, didn't she? Was it a hairdryer or a fire or something like that? Yes, but uh, since then, she's gone on to find fame and fortune, and you can currently find her every night down at the Vaudeville Theatre in town, doing A Woman of No Importance. And this coming Tuesday, they're doing a live link-up with loads of cinemas, where you'll be seeing them performing A Woman of No Importance live on stage. And she sings... And she sings. Mick says, for the price of a small house in London, you can buy a whole street in Middlesbrough. Yeah, but who wants to live in Middlesbrough? That's the tr- I mean, I realise, I mean, I, even I look at little tiny terraced places in Richmond, down the road from me, admittedly a little bit more expensive than Twickenham, but I mean, not, you know, not a huge amount. And they're looking at eight, nine hundred thousand pounds for a little terraced place that years ago people had gone, is that all you can afford? Nowadays, these things are desirable. What they do, where the garden was at the back, they've shoved an extension on, you know, or they've dug down and they... Oh, God, yes, it happens all the time. In London, they don't build up. They build down now at the moment. And um, and somebody else has just uh, said that uh, my mum's house in Clapham, bought 31 years ago for 18,000, now worth 1.74 million. Yeah, I mean, I can, and yet... Paul says, I've just bought my second home in Malta. Three bed with roof terrace, 36 grand. Yes. Gene, what does he do on the computer? He flies. He flies. So he's, uh, he goes round and he buys things on the internet. He buys things on the internet. In, in different time zones, he buys things. Me, I also buy things on the internet. I buy all sorts of things on the I love it. I love parcels arriving. I think it's absolutely fantastic. But he's he's sort of addicted to it because he spends most of his time flying backwards and forwards. He doesn't really have a chance to do shopping. So his shopping occurs on the Internet. That's the way it works. What's going on this morning? What's happening here? People walking backwards and forwards. What's he doing? He's just coming in to be. Oh, right. Is it secret? Oh, right. Need to check. Oh, right. Okay. Good or bad? (laughs) Well, so, so. Anyway, OK, right, what are we going to do? Um, oh, I'll come round to the papers, I'll tell you. Well, first of all, you know, of course, that uh, the real reason that Jack was booted out of the jungle, basically because he's an idiot. Uh, also, um, Candice Kiss did speed up the end to the Hollywood marriage. I think the Hollywood marriage, Paul Hollywood, had finished ages ago after he had that fling in America and then came back and did the... Because the wife said, oh, I'm going to take you to court. And then he went, no, I really love you. And I thought, no, you don't. You love your own ego, but that's, as I've explained before to you, we don't worry about people's egos. He's in, an, in the entertainment business. You've got to have an ego. Even Mary Berry's got an ego. Everybody's got an ego. It just depends on how it manifests itself. Listen, if he thinks he's really important and he can, you know, pull various people, he's got an ego. Who cares? I know somebody very, very famous in a marriage, but still goes out and pulls other people. It's the challenge. Which I can't be bothered, actually. If somebody says, sit down and have a cup of cocoa, I'm sitting down having a cup of cocoa. Fish finger sandwich, that's me. I'm not, I'm not asking for anything out of the ordinary. Yes, and the Lucy Beresford show, I can't listen to. I can't listen to it. Have you heard what she took? Text, that's not text on the radio. Seriously, I tried it once on the television, I fell off. It's just ridiculous, you can't manage it. And trying it on the radio. Much smaller, the radio. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. 6.20, you well? You all right? Yes, good, good, good. Uh, I recall, says Andy... 
seeing Rodney Bewes on Church Street in Twickenham in the early 80s. I didn't realise it was him at first, but was struck by uh, the very this very short individual dressed in vivid blue jeans and jacket combo. Oh, right. I don't... Um, I don't remember him. I don't remember him being any particular height. I can't think of anything like that. He was just, he was Rodney Bewes from the uh, from the the television. I loved him. Uh, Anne says, just moved from Hertfordshire to Norfolk. Five bedroom detached cost us the price of our three bed terrace. I know it's it's amazing. A friend of mine has just moved out of town to Buckinghamshire, and you get because he's got two young children, and they get a garden out there. You get you get just more. It's all right. So it's a bit further out. You know, but, but the further out you go, the more land you get. I'd love to have a house where you could get up in the morning and go wandering through your own, you know, parkland or something like that. If only Capability Brown was still alive, but he's not. Um, uh, Valerie Barlow, the first person to die, actually, in uh, Coronation Street. We think, um, somebody here, William, thinks it was Martha. No, uh, we think uh, Martha Longhurst came way down the list, 1960. Uh, May Hardman died of a brain tumour. Ida Barlow died struck by a bus. Uh, Joan Walker Senior, natural causes. Amy Carlton, natural causes. Colin Appleby, uh, car accident. Uh, And then we go all the way down. So Valerie Barlow, she was electrocuted by a hairdryer in 1971. But there were loads of people before that. They, they've killed him off left, right and centre. Because she was Valerie Barlow. Then there was a Janet Barlow. She, she was a suicide in 77. But the very first one, the very first one was 1960. May Hardman died of a brain tumour. So there you go. So they've, they've had quite a few pop their clogs in the programme. Was it was it Valerie Barlow that went upstairs and came down a different person? Something like that. There used to be some joke about, you know, went upstairs, came down a different person. Uh, Daryl the Rat was electrocuted after chewing through cables. Uh, Drew Spellman. I mean, all sorts of people. Vinnie Ashford. I don't even remember these one here. Andy Carver. Who's Andy Carver? Shot by Pat Phelan. I don't even know who half these people are, but there's all sorts of things. Well, I suppose over the years they have to get rid of various people. So they either uh, one of them jumped in front of a train. One of them heart failure while suffering from terminal cancer. Cheery little program, isn't it? This, these were recently. Ozzy the dog was euthanized. 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 Honestly, dreadful, really, isn't it? Deirdre Barlow, brain aneurysm. Bludgeoned with a wrench by Kylie. This is supposed to be a fairly cheerful programme. Not anymore, is it? I'm ever so sorry. Ever so sorry. Uh, So, the uh, Daily Mail today. Front page, cheer up Frau Merkel. Britain will soon be out of your hair. The feud with the likely lad, co-star Rodney Bewes, took to his grave. Um, They just fell out. They had a 40-year feud. It didn't... um, It didn't... He he just thought that he was being silly and he was a bit um, bit miffed about it. He said he's just... He's an actor with an ego. You know, but that was the way it went. Some people were like that. Some people were a bit precious about acting and some people weren't. In Love and in London, no, no reason to suspect this, Meghan polishes up for her prince at Posh's favourite salon. Oh, they've got to weave her in, haven't they? Victoria Beckham's favourite salon. When does Victoria Beckham go to a salon? To look like what? She just gets out, ties her hair in a ball and that's it. But uh, she's out with um, a beauty expert called Sarah Chapman, whoever she is. And of course, Meghan, who obviously thinks she's some celebrity, going out with sunglasses on. But uh, no no mention of Harry at all. And I would be asking, I'm afraid, I would be asking. I would be that person shouting, so are you going to get engaged, Megan? And then she'll just smile and walk on. You think, I'm sorry, did you understand the question? I'd be shouting. The third one is, are you normally this rude? 
You know, she's over 30. She's been married before. You know, why, why would it be a big secret? Is this something to do with sort of state secrets or, you know, the Secret Service or something? I mean, is there something I'm not aware of here? Can two people not, not sort of say, yes, we're going to get married if they're not? I don't know. Woman driver in Bentley Axe attack. I was intrigued by this one. This happened in uh, Bury. And uh, it's caught on film. It's a terrifying moment. A mother and son were set upon by axe-wielding thugs as they waited in their £200,000 Bentley at traffic lights. The hooded gang, who'd sped up on mopeds, hacked repeatedly at the windows of the four-wheel-drive vehicle before they demanded the driver hand over the Rolex watch. Dashcam footage from another car shows the bikers blocking in the SUV before they dismounted and attacked. I'd have driven over them. I would absolutely have driven over them. I'd have broken every bone in their body. She sat there at the traffic lights, waiting. The family of the married mother of three have now put up a £10,000 reward. She doesn't want to be named. Last night, she told the male of her terrifying ordeal. She was driving with her 16-year-old son to a sixth form open evening when suddenly there was a loud bang. Then the glass started shattering. And um, uh, my son was screaming. She put her foot down on the accelerator. She arrived at the school where they broke down in tears. Uh, very disturbing. They've got to catch these people. We had two people in Twickenham the other day, uh, both on little mopeds, doing wheelies down the high street. I was praying that they fell off and killed themselves. We were watching. We were putting up the, the trees. And uh, John and I were standing there and he said, don't you wish that they have an accident? I said, yes, I do. Absolutely. These people are idiots. Simpletons. Simpletons. You know, very worrying. You know, a wheelie, I think they should just take the bike away, crush it in front of them. If you're seen again on the road, OK, you're going to be going to prison. It says, why do we waste time with these people? These ones with an axe. They smashed the window in to take a Rolex. A little bit dumb to wear a Rolex in a car where people can see it. I agree. But, you know, it tells the time. Why shouldn't she be allowed to, to do things like that? Uh, Paul Hollywood makes all the papers again. This time... Uh, it's his ego. But as I've said before, everybody, everybody's got an ego. Every columnist who writes for a newspaper has got an ego. Anne Whittacombe's got an ego. The Prime Minister's got an ego. Everybody's got an... I've got an ego. It just depends on what sort of, you know, egos you have. But everybody's got an ego. I don't know why they should be surprised. They've also found um, a hoard of John Lennon memorabilia, stolen from Yoko. They've got all sorts of things. A hundred items taken from her New York home including glasses and letters and all sorts of things. But um, apparently uh, they, uh, they've arrested a German businessman. They found more belongings in his car. Another suspect is her chauffeur. He's living in Turkey, but the police will try to extradite him because people steal. John Lennon, I mean, it's, it's only worth something if you try and sell it. So presumably they couldn't sell it because people would be going, where do you get that from? You know, they want to find out. He's got to have some sort of some sort of provenance. Uh, the elderly hate the unfriendly self-service tills. I mean, there's always something... You do something that goes, um, unidentified object in the bagging area. I think, yeah, it's me. I'm the one in the bagging area. I never know how to operate these things. So I'd prefer to stand in a queue. I don't mind standing in a queue just to find somebody who can actually sort of string two words together. It doesn't always work, but, you know, you sort of stand there. Better than dealing with that thing that have you put, you know, do you require a bag? How many bags do you require? Please, pre oh, I don't know where I'm putting things. Unidentified object in the bagging area. Please call for assistance. And the light starts flashing on the top and you know you're on a downward path. I mean, some people manage it perfectly well. I'm not one of them. But there again, I don't mind standing there. Uh, springtime. 
nurseries at Cruz Hill in Enfield, a set of eight clear balls about the size of tennis balls within coloured LED lights. They're on a sequence, different. Impressive, says Norman. 36 quid. Yes, I know uh, Cruz Hill very well indeed, because there's so many garden centres either side of the road. You've got about six of them, and you just cross over the road between uh, each one of them. Uh, plus, 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 plus. One in four dogs go sleepwalkies. Dogs go sleepwalkies now. And uh, dug up in a German field, they found a swastika. It's huge. I don't know where it, where it came from. We're not too sure, and they're still trying to, uh, to find out. Uh, also, Lady Diana's high-spirited niece, Lady Kitty Spencer, uh, went to a bash at the Dorchester wearing a, um, a sort of wild horse turquoise sequin jumpsuit with flared sleeves. Very odd outfit. But uh, from behind, it's a different story. You can see exactly what she's wearing underneath it. It becomes see-through. But there again, you know, that's the kind of thing. And how the super-rich in London pay less council tax than a family in Wiltshire. You don't want to read it. It'll just, uh, it'll depress you. It'll depress you. 84850, uk. No Daily Star today. I believe they're, they're uh, lambasting Amir Khan because he's a bit of a fake. But then he always was, wasn't he, really? He told us he was a boxer, and we knew damn well he wasn't because he's been losing left, right and centre. Uh, beat arthritis with vitamin D. The Daily Pill, which could stop the agony of swollen joints. Producer's got a bad back at the moment. Well, bad shoulders, which I think culminates in bad backs. He's very sorry. Ten, ten minutes yesterday to get out of a chair. And a friend of mine, Darren, he's got exactly the same. Because my car's a bit lower down than my other car. So to try and get in and out of it is a nightmare. Sometimes you don't need to go, ah, ah, ah. I go, honestly, you're, you're iller than I am. It's dreadful, the noise he was making. But I've discovered, as we get a bit older, we do make noises. Putting socks on, we make noises. Exclusive to the Daily Express, Harry and Meghan seek final go-ahead to marry. It's a lie. They haven't at all. They haven't seen, you know, because I don't think they understand the question. Listen, he's going out with her. He's been out with loads of people before. Why would this be the one? The answer is it probably isn't. Otherwise, he'll be saying... They say the Archbishop is being asked for his blessing to Harry and Meghan's wedding. And then in some American magazine, they get, oh, he's been changing his apartment around to suit her. What rubbish they print in American magazines. What rubbish. There's no moving of the apartment. What do you think? What, sort of putting up butch rugby posters or something like that? Or signs going, this way to the bedroom? You know, I mean, it's, it's just ridiculous. It's an apartment he's had there for for ages and ages. It just means that, you know, she's uh, really... I don't think she's the one at all. Apparently, Martha Longhurst died in the snug of the Rover's return and nobody noticed till chucking out time. Kind of figures, doesn't it, really? You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Amazing how many people uh, wrote to me this morning saying about how they uh, remembered David Cassidy. His pictures must have adorned all young girls uh, and boys' walls. Uh, because he was just very popular. And a lot of people were saying, I was so pleased to have actually seen him live uh, in London on his Rewind tour with my lifetime school friend, uh, which is lovely. Uh, Roger Foss retweeted that one. It was Kaz who'd seen him. Sarah Jane says he's at peace now. He was my first love. Yes, the funeral should be interesting. Very interesting. And, um, and the Spectator have asked me to do something for Christmas. They have an agony aunt um, and uh, the editor... Will Heaven wrote to me. I couldn't believe that somebody actually had a name, Heaven, as a surname. I was, I was quite intrigued by this, actually. But, um, and so I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm going to come up with a question. I'm going to, I think it's probably going to be along the lines of, um, you know, what would your advice be uh, as to inviting somebody from a reality show round for Christmas lunch? 
I think that might be it, actually. Uh, and DJ Marquez says, listening to Steve Allen in the morning is brilliant. I'm starting to hate more celebrities. <laughs> that's, that's why it's so beneficial, this programme. It can make you bitter towards just about anybody, actually. It, it doesn't matter who they are. It really doesn't matter who they are at all. Uh, another one here. Oh, there was somebody who wrote to me saying, why would anybody ever wear a mankini? Because there are some people who've just been fined money in, I can't remember where it is, because they were posing for a photograph and they were, um, and they were wearing mankinis. They've been fined about 27 quid. So the person, who was the person who, was that Borat? Sasha Baron Cohen. And he's, he's offered to pay the fines for them because they were wearing mankinis, bless his heart. Uh, did you know that the, uh, the Queen has reached another milestone, says Philip, in her incredible life, following the resignation of Robert Mugabe, she's now the world's oldest living head of state. Yes. Yes, and if, as I say, he'll be stockpiling money and gold like there's no tomorrow, I bet. Uh, and one here says, uh, while shopping for underpants and socks in M&S, Oxford Street, I was accosted by an elderly lady who told me, now you're married, you should stop hanging around with that Terry. He's nothing but trouble. I was mystified as I didn't know anybody called Terry. Later it dawned on me the lady had mistaken me for Rodney Buse. In 1975... Oh, really? Oh. Oh, well, I suppose it could be there, couldn't it, really? In 1975, in the lift at the offices of uh, MAM Agency, a chap told me he and his wife always watched my TV show. And on, on reaching his floor, he told me, Nice to meet you, Mr Yarwood. I have dark hair and look nothing like Mike. <laughs> it is odd, isn't it, who people think people are? I told you, one, I, I got mistaken for Elton John's boyfriend once. I wasn't sure whether to be insulted or not. I, I pulled the car into um, one of these DIY superstores and somebody said, um, I know who you are. I thought, oh, OK, I, yeah, I don't know. They went, uh, are you Elton John's other half? David Furnish? I don't look anything like David Furnish. I couldn't quite understand it at all. It's admittedly a few years ago now. Perhaps they, perhaps they hadn't been to Specsavers. Can you imagine, though, thinking, you know, that's, that's David Furnish there in a car park. Yeah, right. Uh, coming up with Nick Ferrari at breakfast this morning... On the day Philip Hammond will deliver one of the most significant budgets in living memory, Nick will pick apart the topic that matters most to you and find out what the Chancellor might tell us later. Meanwhile, Zimbabwe is preparing to swear in a new leader after the historic resignation of Robert Mugabe. But what should happen now to the 93-year-old? Nick will speak to a woman who's protested against the controversial regime outside the African nation's London embassy every weekend for the past 15 years. All with Nick Ferrari at breakfast this morning from 7 Right here on LBC. What should happen to him? Uh, well, he'll be taking his ill-gotten gains somewhere, won't he? I mean, that's, that's what I think, actually. Uh, Jan says, I didn't know you had two cars. Do you have the other one as the big one's full of chocolates? Um, I think everything's full of chocolates in my life. I don't eat the chocolates, though. That's the thing. Otherwise, I'd just be sitting in the boot of the car. Christmas lights switch on uh, uh, in uh, Barnsley. A bit windy. So, uh, so they, they, they've cancelled it. Do you remember there was a place once where they cancelled the Christmas lights because they said it was going to be offensive to Muslims? I can remember this. I remember reading it thinking, how could it possibly be offensive to Muslims? I didn't believe a word of it anyway. Front pages of the papers. We've got them all except uh, the Daily Star today. But as I say, it'll contain the usual bunch of no-hopers and people who are so desperate. It's criminal, says the front page of the Daily Mirror. Uh, Exposed PM May boasts police budgets are safe. And cuts them by £413 million. Yes, I mean, the whole thing we want to see is more police officers on the streets. That's all we want to see. That gives people reassurance. 
We want to see police officers on the streets. I want to see more police cars out there. I want to see more action. I want to see more police, you know, arresting people. I don't. I couldn't care less if they're on, you know, mopeds or if they're not on mopeds. Uh, consciously coupled again, Gwyneth Paltrow is engaged to Glee co-creator Brad Falchuk. I, I can't remember if I like her or not. Was she the one who was married to Coldplay's bloke? Chris, yeah, she was, I thought so. And a sad bit for an animal lover. This is a sad picture, but I've seen it before. It's where lions get so hungry, they, they tackle an animal that is a lot bigger than them. And in this particular case, uh, this was in the uh, Caligardi Transfrontier Park, which straddled South Africa and Botswana. And it's a giraffe running for its life because they, they move at quite a pace, but the lions were hungrier. And so what they do is... They launch themselves at at the animal and they literally dig their, their claws. Are not, if you've ever seen a lion's... I mean, if you've ever been to London Zoo and you've had a look at the lions, look at the size of their paws and imagine that there's nails coming out of their claws, which come out. It's quite unbelievable. They're enormous. And what they do is they just dig into the flesh of whatever animal they're trying to bring down and they cling on. And sometimes they get kicked off and sometimes they hang on. In this particular case, uh, the giraffe put up a... A fierce fight. It kicked them away with its legs. But eventually, um, the constant wearing down of the lions brought it down. And they kept uh, leaping up onto the rump. And another one was on the rear leg. And then eventually they brought it down. Slowly its legs buckled. And, that's, and that was it. It's awful, really, isn't it? But that's, that's nature. We can't complain about things like that. It's just when you see it, you, can, you can't imagine, can you, what must be going through a giraffe's mind, apart from I've got to get away from these things. But they were so hungry, they would have, they would have tackled anything. Normally, they wouldn't bother with giraffes, but this time they have done. Megan's wrapped up. Dark glasses. So, are you Megan? Are you Megan? Are you getting engaged to him? You know, you're never going to get an answer, are we? I don't know why we just can't get a straightforward answer. I mean, couldn't, couldn't Buckingham Palace or, you know, St James's Palace just give an official line on it? Or is he not getting married? Is it, is it some sort of thing he's just doing? He's just having a bit of a fling? Would that be it? I don't know. Jack gets the boot. This is Jack Maynard, an idiot of the First Order. Uh, over comments he made on social media, not so good. Uh, the good news is that uh, little, old, um, little old Toffee... Uh, has managed to find another bikini to put on, so that's great. So this is about her seventh, which is great, dear, great. And, uh, but, you know, <laughs> a bit boring. You know, you ain't no Mylene class, put it that way. Uh, Amir, uh, on the Snakes and Ladders board, they've actually put him first. He had a knockout performance in the Bush Tucker trial. Georgia, uh, still at the heart of everything fun. Uh, Stanley, helped with brownies for camp and got a meal ticket from Amir. Shappy, um... A wise head. He's not the world welterweight champion for no reason, she said of Amir's bush tucker. Uh, Jenny McAlpine says, I think we're all getting stinky. We're all trying to wash. Uh, Dennis, wise. Short on height, short on interesting scenes, short on good anecdotes. His time in camp could be short. Uh, Vanessa, very quiet in there so far. Perhaps uh, she's saving her best performance for the Saturdays. Because <laughs> she's... A... OK. Uh, Jamie... Uh, a bit of a lad. More chance of returning to Hollyoaks and Hollywood based on performances so far. Rebecca, odds of her coming out tops have drifted to 40 to 1. Not sure she'll score a winner. Oh, she's the most boring person under the sun. Yesterday, I think people know me for my charity. No, we don't know you at all, dear. And we'd rather you didn't. Why don't you just go home, stay home, look after your children. All right. And at the very bottom, because he's left, Jack. 
Uh, Amir Khan, pretending he doesn't like snakes, but he does like snakes. Uh, and also, uh, we fought the lion and we have won Zimbabwe's joy as Mugabe quits. Daily Express front page. Harry and Meghan seek final go-ahead to marry. load of old codswallop, it really is. Who cares? Listen, by the time they get round to it, we'll all have lost interest. Uh, the Brexit minister hints Britain will walk out of EU talks without a deal. Rodney Bewes dies at the age of 79. And uh, the roll of bubble wrap that came with a 100 foot of wrapping. Seems a bit excessive, doesn't it, really? It's only bubble wrap, but it's not really that exciting. And the three-and-a-half-minute washing machine ad proving that life goes down the drain. I love all these adverts on the table for things. You know, I've, I've sort of rushed out and bought things on the strength of God knows what's going on inside the washing machine. <coughs> uh, the diabetes drug, which could be a transplant lifeline, which is uh, a nice one. Hollywood split could cost him five million. The wife will just take take the money. She's going she's going to be doing stories, believe you me. Oh, yes, 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 yes. The Sun this morning, OAP Wi-Fi ban for porn risk. I'll leave that to your imagination. Uh, Paul Hollywood, Paul's love of fame and flirting made marriage hit soggy bottom. I don't know, he can't go any higher, can he? I mean, he, he's either going to be, you know, Paul Hollywood doing a cookery programme on the television or he's going to be Paul Hollywood not on the television. There, there is nowhere else for him to go. He's got books out, he's got... You know, I bought a Jamie Oliver um, frying pan the other day, which actually was on special offer at Robert Dyer's. I thought it, it had been reduced from £35 to 24 When I got them to check at the till, it was nineteen ninety nine. And then they ask you that question. Do you need a carrier bag? And, and I went, um, yeah, 5p. Because you think, am I going to walk down the road with something? Because if I see people walking out of a shop holding stuff, I automatically think they've nicked it. It's as simple as that. I don't want to be rude about it. Do you do that? You walk down the road with holding it. You don't. Tell me you've got 5p in your... I'll give you... I'll tell you what, I'll give you 50p, and then for the weekend you can go buy bags. I just take... I've got a bag under the desk here. Do you want to take it? It's worth 10p. And then I go and buy... I go to... I go to Marks and Spencer. Oh, honestly, the producers become all... Recycle, recycle. And um, your back's going to get worse over this weekend. Anyway, so the... Um, <laughs> so the other... So I go to Marks and Spencer's. And I buy water because, you know, I don't drink out of the tap. I don't know why either. It's just one of those things. I've got a thing. I've, I'm, I'm thinking that there might be things in there that are going to make me ill. But anyway, so I, don't. So I bought bottled water and I bought six bottles of bottled water. OK. And so I get to the till and, and the girl goes, do you need a bag? So I said, because I thought it was such a dumb question. I went, well, how else? I'm going to balance them on my head and walk out the building or put them in my pocket. It was six bottles of water. Of course, I'm going to have a bag. She said, 5p or 10p? I said, oh, let's go 10p, shall we? They don't understand irony, some of these people, do they? I've tried it before. It just kind of, cheeseburger, large fries and uh, McDonald's cola. They don't they don't kind of get the gag, you know. So how else am I going to take this out? As if I'm going to walk down Richmond High Street as well, holding a Jamie Oliver frying pan. It's a very good one, actually. Very good one. And I'm glad I got it for 1999. I, I felt like I got a bit of a bargain. Good game, good game. Oh, no, he's gone, hasn't he? You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Alex says, why don't you buy a water filter jug that you can keep in the fridge and use tap water? No, because I've had those before. I've had all those, are they called Brexit or Brexit or something? I don't know where they are. Sorry? Britta filters. And then after a while, they go all manky. So you have to throw them out. It's only the first time you usually go, oh, look, clear water. Yeah, leave it in the fridge for a while, and then the water goes manky. So, no, I'd rather buy bottled water. It's so much easier, thank you. It all comes from the same place, heaven. Steve, I missed the reason for the boy being thrown out of the jungle programme. Please tell me it keeps me ahead of the wife. 
uh, says Tony. Yes, uh, because he tweeted, he used the N-word and he was tweeting homophobia. And he's obviously a complete uh, buffoon, so they had to get rid of him. Uh, the, the reason his publicist has said is so that he can answer his, his critics. A bit difficult to try and answer something that's actually gone down in print. He's obviously very stupid, and I'm glad we've seen the back of him. Also, very unwisely. He's obviously hopelessly uh, unfit. Hopelessly unfit, because I had a picture of him with his shirt off. I thought, God, I look better than that. Um, the Daily Mail feud with his likely lad co-star Rodney Buse took to his grave. Uh, one in seven accounts passing on rate rise to millions of savers. Bank of England deputy says boycott the greedy banks. I don't know if they're telling us. Um, apparently, Barclays, Lloyd's, Santander, Halifax, NatWest, HB, uh, HSBC and RBS have not passed on the full rate rise to all customers. Banks have been much quicker to raise the mortgage rates. Oh, God, it's always something, isn't it, really? Uh, ask the water companies. Using a divining stick does work. I've watched people doing uh, divining. You know, the, the, all of a sudden the stick will dip down. I never thought it would work. Anyway, I thought it was a load of old rubbish, but they tell me they work. And the water companies use them. Uh, also, the feud, as Rodney Buse dies at 79. How ironic it was his first real-life rift with his co-star that gave one of our great comedies its edge. Yes, I mean, it was. Uh, I thought they were great. Get them out. If, if you've not bought the DVDs, get them out. And here he is, a little 10-year-old boy. He's going to drive you mad. And uh, this is a boy called Billy Jenkins. It's a great show, his name is. We call him Billy Jenkins. And um, he was uh, mugging up, doing, uh, you know, the cameras and all the rest of it. He's playing, I think, Prince Charles. And, um, and he does... I think he looks more like a very young John Lennon. But he was really... You're going to be very annoyed with him. He's one of those irritating children, showbiz children. You know, it's all... And then the nurse whose English is so bad, she's a threat to patients, is told, carry on working in the, N- in the NHS. Well, how does that work? Who, who will pick up on that story today? Who would go for that? Would that be Sheila Fogarty? Would she go for that today? Would it be James O'Brien? I don't know. Uh, also, the world's best cheese comes from Cornwall. I don't know what makes the world's best cheese. I just... I used to like cheese... Uh, cheese on uh, cream crackers with a bit of uh, bit of pickle on there, but uh, not anymore. And Sarah Vine says, time to invest in a mirror tomorrow. This is poor old Tamara Ecclestone. Uh, not sure of a bob or two uh, or or staff. She has uh, loads of two people in just booking her beauty treatments, which obviously isn't working. Her wardrobe alone is valued at five million pounds. And so Sarah Vine says, when you see the picture, you'll understand how in the name of all that's holy did she end up leaving the house dressed in this designer bin liner? Don't tell me she can't afford a mirror. It really is the most ghastly, hideous, shapeless dress I've ever seen in my entire life. And I don't even know anything about fashion, but even I can tell you that this is the worst thing she's ever seen. But uh, she'll be mortified today. She won't understand it, will she, really? I don't think so. Uh, Also, also, heart failure kills more Britons than four most common cancers. And um, apparently, betrump is our favourite old word. Betrump. To deceit... Cheat, uh, elude or evade. There you go. It's your new word for the day. <laughs> wonder who that could be for. Uh, the Times this morning, Zimbabwe ecstatic as Mugabe admits defeat. Oh, he was just dragging it out so she could thieve more money, I should imagine. Lawyer sues Oxford over inadequate 2.1 degree. or two. It's a 2-1, it's called, I think. And uh, the story, it's 17 years old. 17 years old. It's, I mean, it's, it's, they, they think it's out of time. So we'll have to wait and see. It's a very odd one, actually, because in theory, if this goes through, it means that if you didn't think that you've done particularly well in later life, if you go back to your school and go, I don't think I've got the right um, the right sort of teaching. In this particular case, he said he should have got more than a 2-1, but then surely that comes down to him. The 
uh, Oxford University have said, well, wait a minute, the person who is teach... Oh, that's nice. Is that for me? And how are we going to get that home? How's that going to arrive home? Is it very heavy? It's Iceland, is it? It's just ice, isn't it, in there? That's all it is, it's ice in there. Well, open it. Hate it when a parcel arrives and we can't open it. I'm always... It's what? Is it huge? Huge box. <laughs> we should have left it to Paul Smith. He eaten open boxes just by, you know, by looking at them, I think. Uh, so, that, anyway, just going back briefly, this, this bloke's suing them because he, he ranks he should have done better. And then he didn't hold on to jobs very long. And, uh, and so he's, he wants a million pounds. Can't see that happening, can you? It's a very odd one, isn't it? But an interesting one. It could open up all sorts of... Uh, all sorts of things. You could go back to your school and go, you know, I haven't done very well in my life and I'm blaming you. And they'll go, uh, well, everybody else seemed to do all right. Go, mm-hmm. uh, the Daily Telegraph, May's budget war with Hammond. Jubilation on the streets marks the end of Mugabe era. And uh, why passports could have a foreign flavour. Uh, the boss of Delarue, which prints the passport, says they're facing competition for the contract from two European firms. Treble council tax for the richest, says Momentum, the group behind Jeremy Corbyn's rise to the top of Labour. So uh, council tax to more than 10,000 people for people living in the largest homes. So that's quite interesting. The Guardian this morning uh, have got going... Oh, it's a bit nice. (laughs) Is it booze? How exciting. Booze. Oh, what's that? What is Christmas pudding? Good Lord. It's a hamper. What's that? What's that one? What was that one? Oh, biscuits and everything. Good Lord above. How lovely. Who's it from? It's from who? It's from Iceland. It really? I've got all to... No. How exciting. Was that? Oh, mince pies. Oh, we liked their mince pies, didn't we? We liked their mince pies. Iceland send me in a hamper for Christmas. Good Lord. Better hurry up and open in Twickenham, hadn't you? Merci bien. So we have to, have to open it. Have to open it. Have to open the thing, don't we? It is. It's from, it's from Iceland. Steve, uh, <laughs> our store's been closed for seven weeks and they've spent £900,000. We've been comprehensively doing it, so they've got new fascia. And she says, as a thank you for your patience, we've sent enough booze in, haven't they? This is Neil Hayes, who says, and an in- inducement to come back and see us. Oh, my God. They've sent me all these. I've got some some booze and Neil. That's ever so. That's very nice, actually. He's also a hamper. He said samples of our new luxury grocery range. That's very nice, isn't it? <laughs> Courtney's very excited by this one. Very excited. Oh, I tell you, happy days, happy days, Neil. Thank you very much indeed. God bless us, everyone. I think today. Look at that. That's really sweet. Really, really sweet, actually. He says that also he says you'll find the same friendly staff. I believe they've got uh, new staff as well. I believe they've actually got new staff. He said, Courtney, this is the start of it, mate. I tell you, Christmas starts here on LBC. (laughs) We couldn't be happier today. We couldn't be happier. And it's only Wednesday. I keep thinking it's Friday, but I'm reliably informed it's not Friday. I'm reliably informed it's only Wednesday. But uh, always goes well. Want to join me tomorrow morning? I hope you will. Because uh, we're always very happy to welcome new listeners in. In fact, the more the merrier. If you're not doing anything over the festive season, come join us here. We've got room to squeeze in a few more. Thank you for your texts and uh, emails. Uh, Very nice indeed. And um, 
uh, we'll do it again tomorrow morning. And you can download, because if you go to the LBC website, lbc.co.uk, then you can download the LBC iPhone app, which means as well as listening to LBC wherever you are, you can listen back to this and all of the other programmes from the last week for free. So you download the LBC iPhone app, click on Catch Up at the bottom, and... Um, Simple as that. There you go. It works, doesn't it? It works brilliantly well. And you can also pay, in which case you get to keep it. All the other times, it's streaming. But you can go back seven days. So you can do seven days of, of programming. So you can get the free podcast and you can get um, and you can get all the other programmes as well. So everybody very happy with it. I think it's doing very well. Very easy to do. Just go to the LBC website, lbc.co.uk. OK, details on there. Ten o'clock this morning, it's James O'Brien. As I say, follow me on Twitter, it's at Steve Allen Show. And um, then we're going to go and have a, a small mince pie, ladies and gentlemen. Are they just to celebrate the stuff? We can't stop uh, poor Courtney's mouth. It's wide open. He's very excited by all of this. Oh, that looks nice. I like that. That'll be mine. Uh, coming up with the breakfast this morning, of course, as always, Nick Ferrari. If you enjoyed this podcast, listen to Steve Allen live from 4am Monday to Friday and Saturday and Sunday from 5am.